On today's episode of Titus and Tate, the Kentucky Wildcats are back. Back and better than ever. I hope the haters enjoy their moment in the sun, Tate, because mm. this is, it's been three years. The haters have pointed this out. It has been three years since the Kentucky Wildcats have won an NCAA tournament game. Kentucky fans don't like that stat. Do not. Uh, they really don't like it. Not you, true. They really don't like it when you say that Indiana has won more NCAA tournament games in the last three years, technically, than mm-hmm. Kentucky has, even though the Indiana win was a playing game. They erased Indiana from their minds and, after the Wofford shot. It does not exist. And also, Kentucky would have made the tournament and definitely won games in 2020. But we don't know that. We don't it know didn't that. Happen. Yeah. It didn't happen. So uh, <laughs> the haters have had a great run. Uh, this, is, this has been a great time for Kentucky haters. But everything changed on Monday mm-hmm. when the Kentucky Wildcats landed a kid by the name of, let me look this up again, um, Justin Edwards, a five-star commit. Boom. Their third star. I'm, I'm kidding. I knew it was Justin Edwards. We talked about it on the last show. We said that, we said he was going to commit to Kentucky, and then we said this was going to change everything. Guess what? It changed everything. Mm-hmm. Kentucky's back. John Calipari's back. $3 billion. Dollars, NBA money off the charts. The best recruiting pitches you've ever seen. And John Calipari, it's back in his wheelhouse. It felt like things were getting away from him. He even turned to the transfer portal, but now he's back to his home. He's back to the five stars. He's got three five-star commits uh, in the 2023 class. That does not even include DJ Wagner. Um, so 2023 t- class is DJ Wagner. Yeah, 20, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, like, it's coming. It's happening. Yeah, Everything. he's got he's got three five star guys in twenty twenty three already. Yes, and that does not include DJ Wagner. Yes. So that would he would be number four if yes. he the Fab uh, Four if he joins Kentucky, um, which he is going to right fifty six percent chance I think right now <laughs> in my head that's where I'm at I don't know maybe fifty eight. Um, so here's what I'm gonna do because I I, I got excited about Kentucky uh, recruiting being back, um, and and if you don't pay attention to recruiting. Uh, you, you've come to the right place. You're at the mm-hmm. right show. You, you, you've discovered the right show. We don't either. But for for this moment in time, Tate, because I am one of the hardest workers in show business, I decided to dig in. I decided to go look at all the 2023 recruits that Kentucky has uh, committed, that they're interested in, that are interested in Kentucky. And I'm doing my hymn power rankings of the Kentucky recruits. Oh, my goodness. People. Yeah. So you crunch the tape. This is yeah. something, you know how this works in the business. If you crunch the tape, no one can say anything to you. I, so I am, I am impressed I went through, and I'm excited. I, I got on YouTube. I was very busy uh, looking at all these kids. Uh, Cal's guys, or are they his kids? We don't know. Mm. Uh, are any of them him? I'm going to go through the, the power rankings today. Also, we're going to share our top five, maybe top six, maybe top seven. I don't know. We're going to share our top uh, we're back moments in the history of college basketball because this is up there. Justin Edwards, who is one of the many mm-hmm. number one recruits in the class of 2023, committed in Kentucky, says that Kentucky is back. So we are going to look back and celebrate uh, all the times in college basketball history when programs have been back. Yeah, bigger commitment. Are we thinking Ryan Harrow to Kentucky or <laughs> Justin Edwards? I don't know. Time don't will know. tell. We'll see. Time will tell. Uh, also, we, do we have emails, Jim? You have a few emails? All right, we'll read a few dirty laundry emails, uh, <laughs> wrap it up, send you into the weekend on a high note. So uh, all that's coming up, but first, Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right, the Kentucky Wildcats are back, Tate. As we said, John Calipari's back. Uh, we we are back with Kentucky in the sense that uh, the, the the old familiar feeling is back of John Calipari landing five stars, of Kentucky fans mm. on the internet losing their minds. Of, um, but but it does seem to be split. As I have said this whole off season, that I I feel like there is a large contingent 
of Kentucky fans that are like, we 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 cannot stress enough. We do not give a shit if you bring in a thousand five yes. stars. We want to win basketball games. That's they have all been we care done about. since Luke May hit the shot in 2017. Yes. They yes. are like, we are done with this guy. We need a head coach. But yes. then you have uh, the other side of the Kentucky fandom, which is like, this is the sickest thing ever. We have a Donda guy coming yeah. to Kentucky and Robert Dillingham, and now we have another five-star, and now we might be getting DJ Wagner. How mm. sick is all of this? Kentucky is the best brand in college basketball. And to have that part of the Kentucky experience back – makes me very excited because that is Kentucky. When I think of John Calabria, Kentucky, I don't think of mm -hmm. transfers. I don't think of Oscar Shibway types. Uh, congratulations to Oscar for winning national player. Glad he's coming back. Glad he's coming back. Yeah. They're going to be fun to watch this year, but that's not Kentucky basketball under John Calipari to me. What no. is Kentucky basketball <laughs> is landing a bunch of five-star recruits and then pretending like you're going to wipe the floor with everybody. And then November and December roll around and Cal scratching his head. And he's like, I can't, ah, how do I, I reach, can't re these, I can't how reach, do I reach kids? these kids? <laughs> Will these kids buy in? Will they say, I believe in we above me, even though I've been all about me with these guys the entire time. So it's a great journey. And like you said, I think we're always nostalgic for a pastime. Yeah. I think we're so far removed. When you think about it, like, how long has it been since you saw someone do the John Wall or oh, yeah. do the Dougie? You know what I mean? So we're yeah. we're at a point where that is now nostalgic, just like John Calipari getting blue blood five, you know, five stars. It to does come feel to his like program. this does feel like John Calipari going to uh Kentucky in the first place and getting his first book, John Wall John and Marcus Cousins. Um and and that first initial wave where Kentucky fit like it, it, it we, we're, we've gone full circle where mm -hmm. it feels like the Kentucky experience is right back there yeah where it's like they're they're reborn as a program of the everything they've learned since 2012 when they won the national title with freshmen uh which is that like it's not that easy to just <laughs> it doesn't always it doesn't work, always work yeah, out it's not one -to -one, Every, yeah. they, they've forgotten all of that because mm -hmm. of the last couple of years and now they're back to where they were and the 2024 national championship officially runs through Lexington. Kentucky is back. Give John Calipari eight more lifetime contracts. He is officially a cat. He has nine lives. Yes. <laughs> he is. He is the cat. He is the wild King cat. cat. <laughs> and wild cat is on life. Number six. I think right now he's not even close to done. And you're right. I mean, when you run it back, people like it. Like look at star Wars. They were like, we're going to relaunch this whole series and make the exact same movie. That that we made once upon a time and people loved it. So uh, here's here here is why uh, Kentucky fans are losing their minds. Justin Edwards um, is is here. I'm going to give the people that have no idea who Justin Edwards is. Many of whom um, might even be Kentucky fans. I don't might know. Might even be me. Might even be you. <laughs> might even be me. I wrote. I I I, uh, I did a little research about ten minutes ago, and here's what here's what we came up with. Uh, no, so Justin Edwards is. Uh, here, here's what my research turns up. One of the number one recruits in the country, Tate. He one is. of them once. He's one of them once. He's, he is certifiably one of them once. Uh, the CBS write-up. So he committed on Monday to Kentucky. He was considering Kentucky and Tennessee. Uh, commits to Kentucky and, uh, on CBS, I believe, or mm -hmm. on like cbssports.com backslash Justin Edwards commitment for, for 99 cents. You could watch the live stream. <laughs> I think it was one of those deals. Um, he commits to Kentucky at CBS. Then the CBS write-up of his commitment says this, and I quote, amid the reclassification of number one overall prospect Gigi Jackson to the class of 2022, Edwards has emerged as one of the top candidates to claim the top spot in the 2023 class. Among his chief competitors for that honor is another Kentucky target and guard DJ Wagner. So basically they have set it up where when DJ Wagner commits to Kentucky, mm -hmm. Kentucky will now have two number one 
commitment in the same class, which has not been done since Duke did it with Zion Williams and RJ Barry. <laughs> yeah. One A also, and one B. Where they also had two number one guys. Yes. Um Justin Edwards was also uh, uh, on 24-7, which I guess is, is 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 it the recruiting service now? Has it eclipsed all the others? I don't know. I mean, it seems like the flip back and forth. There, there, and there's always new ones popping up. Like you think it's over with, and then yep. there's on three or whatever the whatever uh-huh. the new one is that's popping up. So I can't say it's the definitive one, but it's the one. But I it's look one of at. the ones. It's one of the ones. Yeah. <laughs> so 24-7, uh, their algorithm. <laughs> they 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 rarely a perfect score is a 1.0 why they do it that way and not just like out of 100 yeah. i have no idea but that's how they do it mm-hmm. they do it if you're 1.0 you're well because then you're recruit. one of them once <laughs> there you go uh so at the time of his commitment on monday justin and i know this because i was reading the article <laughs> justin edwards was a 0. 0.9980 out of one Ooh. that was his score they get, they get Can't it down be him. The, the granular level, <laughs> 0. 0.9980. And I'm reading this article of his commitment that he is a 0. 0.9980 at the time of commitment. I click on his little profile. Mm-hmm. 24-7 now has him, as of this recording, at 0.9981. Whoa. So he went up 0. 0.0001 by committing to Kentucky. That's the caliber of player we're talking about here. Is it, that... And that's the, that's point the nine kind nine of cachet that the Wildcats have. Like, they can bump you up a whole decimal point. I mean, that's that's what you like to see. That's the blue blood bump. Tenth, hold on. Let me do my math again. Tenth, hundred, thousand, ten thousandth. Yeah, one yeah. ten thousandth of a point is what he went up for. for <laughs> committed to Congrats, Kentucky. Justin. Um, he is... Uh, uh, yeah, he 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 he's right there with the the light. I, I so I clicked on something else. I was on twenty four seven because I got. I, I want to preface this show by saying this. I got into a really really dark place. Uh, I I do not live in the recruiting world. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to live in the recruiting world. It, it's very overwhelming. It's very weird to me that like Cooper Flag played like dog shit against the Boozer kids, and then the same people that like were in my face trying to get me to watch Cooper Flag play me. the Boozer kids. Yeah. They no like the, the recruiting people. Are oh like, yeah, yeah, folks, yeah. you're gonna want to tune into Th- this. This is the one. And I'm like, yeah. why the hell would I tune in to watch 15 year olds? I am not going to do that. And yeah. they're like, no, 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 over here. Look, look, look. These two kids, two mm-hmm. of the best kids we've ever seen. <laughs> then Cooper Flag plays like dog shit and loses by 43. And then all those people are like, are we putting too much pressure on these kids? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They brought all the attention. Over. <laughs> and I'm like, this world is wild. I don't want to live in this world. But I got sucked into this world in preparation for the show where I was watching all the, the YouTubes of every Kentucky kid that's coming in 2023. I was clicking around on 24-7. I'm comparing eras. And uh, I'm clicking on the, the greatest Kentucky recruits of all time, according mm-hmm. to 24-7 composite scores. Nerlens Noel is number one. Anthony Davis is number two. And Scal is number three. So this, this is the kind of... Yes. World we're talking about here. And this is the kind of <laughs> algorithm and formula that obviously works. You know yeah. what I mean? Because th- that definitely makes sense. But I remember when Nolan's Noel committed to Kentucky. Like, that was a big deal. Everyone's like, yo, they got the best player. This guy's going to take over yes. the NBA. And then, obviously, now we know him as the guy that Rich Paul screwed over in his contract <laughs> negotiations with the Knicks. You know what I mean? These are – and Scalabissier, I mean, I remember him when he was on the Kings for that time, you know. But that's that, that, about that time. <laughs> But that's about that it. Time. I mean, even like a Harry Giles. Think about how much Harry Giles. Well, he was one of them ones, right? And I don't, I don't know what his recruiting score was, but it had to be up there. I think he was a one. I, I think he was a one point oh. I think he was a one point oh, right? Yeah, one so, point 
Zero, 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 zero. Yeah, I think so. Um, so that's the world we're dealing with. Uh, so I'm going to do my best to make sense of all this because as, as we just pointed out, the, the algorithm can be broken at times. It mm -hmm. can be... Not uh, an exact science. It's not an exact science. <laughs> when you hear that Kentucky has three five-stars committed uh, and, and more five-stars potentially on the way, how do we suss out who is him? Who is just one of them once? Who has the dog in him? Mm. Um, how much of these... Who's going to be there for a one-and-done situation? Who is... Uh, you know, and... and and again, there are uh, ways you could go about doing this. The way we're going to go about doing this is I went onto YouTube. I typed in all of these kids' names. I hit enter. And then I found the best title of the YouTube mm -hmm. of their name, like that has their name in it. And I watched that. And then that was it. That was I watched one video of each kid and that was it. And that was all I needed. And that's how I came up with my hymn. It's power called rankings. a first impression. Yeah. So that, that's where we're Make at. Make one, kids. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna paint the picture for you, Tate. So here here are the the 2023 Kentucky recruits. This is according to 24/7. This is the uh uh the, the they have three commitments right now. They have Robert Dillingham, the Donda Academy kid mm -hmm. uh, that we know that was originally from North Carolina, uh, going to NC State. Yeah. He's from North Carolina. Goes to Don Academy. <laughs> make that make sense. <laughs> is now committed to play Kentucky. He's a five-star recruit. Justin Edwards, who we were talking about, is the whole impetus behind talking about all this stuff. Committed on uh, on on Monday. He's a five-star recruit. Reed Shepard, Jeff Shepard's kid from Kentucky. Jeff Shepard won two titles for Kentucky in, in the 90s. Uh, his kid's now a five-star recruit. He is already committed to Kentucky. He's been committed for a while, I think. He's a legacy kid. He was always going to Kentucky. Mm -hmm. That one checked. So that's where they're at. They have three five-stars right now. But they have, according to 24-7, they have two top targets. So these are the tier. This is tier talk. This is Yeah. These are the guys that are like, we'll take them. We'll find a yes, spot for we'll them, find no a matter way. what. Their, their top targets are obviously DJ Wagner, who, according to 24-7 <laughs> right now, is 50%. 56% lean towards Kentucky. No 44%. way. That's, exactly, that's what he is on my board. 44% lean towards Louisville. How do they come up with these numbers? <laughs> that's a question I can't answer. Uh, the other top target is a kid named JJ Taylor. He is a four star. Um, mm. Then there is. Don't, he's not one of the ones. There, there is an interested tier where there's a guy who is classified as warmer which I think is warmer than warm, which is yes. why it's warmer. Yes. Uh, he is a five-star. His name is Aaron Bradshaw. Um, he's warmer. I don't know. Son of Terry Bradshaw? Might be. Okay. I don't know. I like the name. It, it didn't come up on his YouTube when I <laughs> when I watched it, but could be. Uh, and then there's the, the final tier, which is the interested slash warm tier. So mm -hmm. these guys are warm for Kentucky, or Kentucky is warm for them. They are interested. Uh, there's... Peja Stojakovic's son, which I think is Andre, Andrej. It's Andre with a J. I think it's Andre. It's probably Andre. Right? I don't know. Andrej? I don't know. <laughs> Peja's kid. Peja's kid. He's a four-star from Sacramento. Let's call him Junior Stojakovic. <laughs> yeah. PJ. Peja Jr. <laughs> uh, there's Kwame Evans, who's a five-star. There's Ron Holland, who's a five-star. And there's mm. Isaiah Miranda, who's a four-star. So there's 10 guys in the class of 2023. I don't think Kentucky's going to get all of them. But who knows? But who knows? Platoon. They might. When, they I, might when platoon I look it. at this list, I see, I see Platoon yeah. 2.0. 
I see a lot of combo guards, and I see a lot of platoon. Can potential. you imagine Cal's final act? Is he brings a recruiting class of ten guys and platoon gets staff. everyone else out of there? He's like clearing scholarships, clearing space. He's like, we don't need you back, Oscar. Don't Get worry, the platoon is coming. We're bringing in ten freshmen. Um. So yeah, the, the, this is what we're doing. I, I'm I'm going to uh, set the record straight for everybody, so you, you have an idea. Again, if you don't follow the recruiting, it's okay because this is all you need to know. I'm going to give mm-hmm. you all you need to know about Kentucky, so that way, if you have a Kentucky fan in your life, you have a jumping off point if you don't have a kentucky fan in your life if you hate kentucky and you want to troll kentucky fans uh this is also useful yeah also listen. this this will yeah. help this yeah. will help because yeah. you'll know um this is your study guy you'll know a little bit more about some of these guys so mm-hmm. here's here's my my power rankings of the the 10 recruits that kentucky's after in the 2023 class who is him who's not um using just their youtube titles to find their videos and i'm going to share the titles with you by the way and, and i want to say this at the top too it's hilarious how many of these kids that you type in their names hit enter on youtube and one of the top results is them playing against Bronny James. And it says it in the title. It's like yeah. Robert Dillingham versus yeah. Bronny James, five exclamation points. Bronny James is somehow the biggest draw, despite yes, not absolutely being is. close to the best town. That's what I learned from my YouTube rabbit yes. hole. So, uh, all right, here we go. At number 10, I have Isaiah Miranda. He's a seven-foot center. He's from Rhode Island. Uh, he he plays at something called so- Southern California Academy, which is like over in Santa Clarita area. But he's from Rhode Island. But he's from Rhode Island. Classic. Um, his YouTube title was Donda Academy Defeats Springfield Commonwealth <laughs> Academy. And then in parentheses, Rob Dillingham, Isaiah Miranda put on a show with two exclamation points. So I think Isaiah Miranda was on Springfield Commonwealth at the time. Okay. Uh, and they were playing against Rob Dillingham. And he's a seven-footer, legit. He's seven-foot. Uh, I typed his name into to YouTube, hit enter, and the top hits are some bodybuilder that shares the exact same name as him. Mm, that's tough. And has 400,000 like subscribers. No wonder, no wonder he's 10. <laughs> I don't like that. So I had to scroll pretty far to yeah. find the highlights. Not a ton of tape of him out there. But maybe um, best player in Rhode Island history. He might be. Yeah. I don't know. We'll <laughs> look see. it up. Or Will Barton. Is he from Rhode Island? <laughs> yeah, 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 we'll look it up. <laughs> There are people upset about Will Barton. They, you know, they're saying it was because he went to Brewster, and that was wrong. So I, he's not I had from multiple people reach out to me and be like, "What the hell is Tate talking about? Will Barton's from Baltimore." Well, it's the Brewster. Look, I mean, blame Google. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think Will Barton was from New Hampshire. So Isaiah Miranda, not a ton of tape on him. Um, I, I, it's too early to call it, so I put him at ten. I'm not going to say he's not him, but when you type in your name mm. on YouTube and hit enter, and it's a bodybuilder that shows up, you're not him. That, you're probably not. Yeah. Him. So he's number ten. At number nine. Uh, the, the YouTube title is Reed Shepard is the, in all caps, truth with two exclamation points. Um, I'll say this about Reed Shepard. I love his game. I actually do. Mm-hmm. I, I was like falling in love watching because I, he, he plays like I wish I could play. Mm-hmm. I was, I was watching his, in his, in the, the, the Reed Shepard is the truth video. He's a six, three combo guard, by the way. <laughs> From Kentucky. How many 6'3 combo guards are on this list? That is my They're question. all 6'3 combo guards. I need guards. to measure all these kids. They're, they can't all be 6'3. Um, he's, he's, as I said, Jeff's son. Uh, I love his game, but I don't think he's him. So he's number nine. Like he, he doesn't have a him type game. He's more he's more Tom Coverdale to me than Tyler Hero. I think he sense. might be the most loved player of this group, though, by the true blue Kentucky fans. He's the, from Kentucky. The bluegrass fans. He's, he's got the legacy. legacy. Yeah. Like he he is going to be like a, a a guy that they all look at and say that's Kentucky basketball. And Calipari had to have him in. You know, yeah, he had to have absolutely. Him there, but he so. but he's not he's not. Uh, from, he doesn't want to be him. From he doesn't want to be him. From mm-hmm. watching one YouTube video, I can tell that he's not going to be a guy that uh 
demands the ball and like mm-hmm. you know he's he's, he's he, not Tyler here. He's gonna be fine coming off the bench if that's what it is. Yeah, and, yeah. I don't know if the fans will be fine though, because as you said, he's gonna be a fan favorite. I so see a lot of Reed chance. Yeah, the there's gonna be a lot of uh get Reed in there and let's see what happens. <laughs> he's number nine. Okay, so number eight um is JJ Taylor, who's from Chicago. He's six eight. He he's he's also a Donda Academy guy. Mm. He's a he's a small forward. He's a top target slash warm guy. Um, his his YouTube title was Kanye, the baby, Antonio Brown, Lonzo Ball, Demar, DeRozan. What, is it Demar DeRozan or Demar Watch? JJ. It says Demar Watch. JJ Taylor. I think it's, De- it's Demar, Demar Watch. Watch. <laughs> is Watch a verb or the last name a surname? I think it's a noun too. Do you know who Demar Watch is? Is that a rapper? Um, Kanye, the baby, Antonio Brown, Lonzo Ball, Demar. Watch JJ Taylor and Donda. All caps, crazy Chicago homecoming. Um, so my JJ Taylor scouting report, my notes were, he's a long, lanky dude. He tries to dunk a lot, which is cool. But he mostly seems to just float around and pick a spot. So he's one of those types. So he's he's number eight. On my, he's There's not a really lot of hint. six, eight wings like that that yeah. we've seen before. You know what I mean? And again, I'm not I'm not telling you whether these guys are good at basketball. This is not a list of like who's no, good. This who's is not. first impressions. This is him. This is and him. This is the first impression him <laughs> making. Yeah, impressions. Um, and I have no idea uh, if JJ Taylor is going to be a good basketball player or not. He doesn't strike me as a him. He, he seems content, just kind of floating around out there. And he's a four star, so oh, not him. You can't be him if you're a four the star. The only him I know that was a four star of recent that uh, as I'm digging back in my Kentucky mind, Shea Gilgis Alexander was a four star him. He was probably the best player yeah. in his class. What about like I I you can't be a freshman four star yeah because that's I was what gonna say like Shea what about was. I was gonna say like what about like I was gonna say like what about like Frank Mason you know yeah. he became him mm-hmm. but he was I mean not Caleb Love became him. him was he a four star he's five star <laughs> not exactly a relevant example then <laughs> just when I hear just him not. just think of Caleb Love. Not <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> Uh, Poor J.J. Taylor, though. I thought he had a good chance of uh, sneaking in the top five. How many of these kids do you know, by the way? Uh, I mean, I had to look up. I mean, the only ones that I really know for real. I mean, I know Dillingham for real. I know D.J. Wagner for real. Um, And then Stoyakovich, I just kind of knew, like, you know, the idea. I know know his dad. I know his dad, yeah. I know his dad. I I did some Photoshop in my head of, like, what if his dad was 30 years younger. But even Justin Edwards, like, you were, like, talking about his commitment. I'm like, you know, I had to look him up. I watched his game. Yeah. All right. Well, that brings me to number seven, Justin Edwards. Yeah. Uh, right. There. Number seven. Uh, Feels right. Justin Edwards is is I I, I assume he's going to be good. As we said, he's going to be one of the number one recruits, one of many in the twenty twenty three class. Uh, he's number seven on my hem rankings though because um, oh I got to I got to read the title. Justin Edwards <laughs> in all caps already has pro game in all caps, cleanest pull up jumper I've seen in years. And then the uh, the description of the video says. Not much I can say about Justin Edwards that the country hasn't already put out there. One thing I will add is that he is absolutely one of the cleanest stop and pop pull up jumpers that I've seen since the '90s and mid 2000s. This is the title. This is the. <laughs> that was the description. That was in the description. Not much I can say, but he has one of the cleanest stop and pop pull up jumpers that I've seen since the '90s and mid 2000s. Tate, that's the caliber of player we're talking about. Yeah, here. Dwayne Wade. One of the greatest stop and pop. <laughs> That's the world you get sucked. This is why I stay out of the recruiting world. Yeah. Because like these are the titles and the descriptions you get sucked into watching. And you're like, what is it? This is the best pull up jump shooter you've seen. And then there's the, only one. The there's only one of those in the highlight video. You're like, what is going on? Uh, so he's six seven. He's from Philly. Um, I like that. 
he is uh i i did like i i watched i watched that one video and i was like you know the guy's smooth i he does have a nice little pull-up jump shot um but he's <laughs> left-handed and he's smooth tate and Ooh, i think shabazz muhammad i think those are two things it's hard to be him because i don't know i, I was going like I, Michael Beasley, it, it dawned yeah. on me that Michael Beasley, the reason Michael Beasley is him to me is because he's left-handed and he stands, he's the exception that proves the rule, I think. Mm-hmm. I think Michael Beasley, by overcoming his left-handedness, because when I think of most left-handers, like the three that come to mind that are potential hymns are Zach Randolph, Anthony Mason, Michael Beasley. Mm-hmm. The rest of them, Ben Simmons, James Harden, mm. not hymns. Not him. No. Mm. You know, um, Darko Milicic, <laughs> not him. So uh, I was watching I was watching uh, Justin Edwards and I was thinking to myself, smooth, he's got some game, but uh, he's a li- like smooth is really just like basketball code for passive and yeah. you know like does not have the dog in him you know. Would he's you agree not, with that? If you he, describe if I describe a basketball player as smooth, he probably doesn't have the dog in him, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's a nice way of saying he's a nice guy. He's a nice player. I like mm-hmm. his game, but he's not going to go out there and you know bark. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the uh oh Derek Coleman's another example of a left-handed guy that like was a little passive. Mm-hmm. Sam Perkins too. Great mm-hmm. player. Was good. I mean, Sam Perkins was just chilling, you know. If Sam, yeah, Perkins, Sam Perkins actually turned it on and actually tried to his full potential 24/7, no telling what happens. That's that's Derek Coleman, dude. Like yeah. Derek Coleman could have been a goat. Yeah. And and they're both like, like nah. why would I do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, that seems Seems like I a lot of work. <laughs> And I, th- I, I think that's why I love Michael Beasley so much. I think that's why he stands out to me. Because I'm like, there's something special about this kid. And he's and going for it. He's yeah. like, I am him. Yeah. Like, line up anybody in front of me. And watch me work on him one-on-one in uh, Lifetime Fitness. It's really him and Zach Randolph and Anthony Mason. Those are the three. Those are the three left-handed guys. And Anthony Mason's not even really left-handed. Because the only time anyone knew he was left-handed is when he shot free throws. <laughs> We're not even sure he's left-handed. He just made more yeah. with his left hand. Yeah. <laughs> or he was so bad shooting right-handed. He was like, fuck yeah, it. I'll try. try. He's like Ben Simmons. like, shit, I'll try it, man. Whatever it takes. <laughs> anyway, Justin Edwards, number seven. Like that brings that. me to uh, number six is Aaron Bradshaw. He's interested in Kentucky. They might be interested in him. He's warm He's uh, on Kentucky. He is, uh, according to his YouTube title, a all-caps game changer with three exclamation points. He's seven foot tall. He's 210 pounds. He goes to Camden High School in Camden, New Jersey with DJ Wagner. So I think that's why he's on oh, Kentucky's package radar. deal. Yeah, it's a package deal situation. Uh, what stood out to me about his potential him candidacy is that he blocks shots harder than he needs to. Mm-hmm. I so like there, that. there were a few examples of like all you really need to do is like just deflect, just just block mm-hmm. the shot. And he was like, "Give me that shit," and was like pinning it with two hands and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> he's got that part of in That's him cool. where he's like, yeah. "I'm gonna swat this into the tenth row, even though it's worse for the team." And he can learn from if I just caught it. I like that. You yeah, know I mean, he can like watch some old cheap boy highlights. Yep. He yells when he dunks too, so like there'll be like a you know a guard will drive and then kick it to him on the you know a little baseline deal and he he just gathers and, and throws it down with two hands and he yells as he does it, which I think means something. I like that. I think a guy like letting out a primal scream as you're dunking. Him. Yeah, that's what you're. Describing. Um, the one thing though, the one drawback why he's number six on my list is that it didn't look like he was trying to like absolutely ruin people's lives. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't have the. Uh, uh, you know, Greg had this Odin where he would Greg, Greg would catch the ball in the on the low block. He was close enough to dunk the ball 
you take like one dribble, you'd be close enough to dunk it, but he'd like kind of wait for a double team to come almost, or like wait for wait for the defender to get in a position that he could just completely humiliate you. Yeah, compromise. <laughs> he just stop and wait and just yeah. kind of look at there. He's like, "You ready? Everybody ready? All right, here we go." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shaq did that obviously. Then hang on the rim, slap yeah, then, the backboard. Yeah, hang on the rim, swing, <laughs> kick you in slap the, face. the backboard, and run back. And then you're like, "Shit, I don't want to play anymore." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was it. And, and it was doubly true in practice when there were actually no refs to call text and everything and Greg would just like be a complete bully uh, so Aaron Bradshaw I don't know if he really has that in him but he's, he does block shots harder than he needs to and for that reason he's number six so I like that I like yeah. that so that's your first five right there your first that's your second team in that's the my platoon. second team all him mm-hmm. 2023 Kentucky recruiting class. Okay. I like that. I like that. Second team all <laughs> Yeah. He needs that- 10 recruits. I think, if anything, John Calipari, we hope you're listening, Coach. One, we respect you. And two, you got to do this. Like, for, for the content of it all, are you kidding me? Go for all have a couple tune system again? That's uh, what the people want. Number five is a 6'9", 200-pound power forward from Baltimore, Maryland. Uh where Will Barton is from. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say, Will Barton Jr.? <laughs> uh, he, he, but he also, like Will Barton, does not stay in Baltimore to play his high school basketball. He goes to Montverde Academy in Florida. Um, his name is Kwame Evans. Mm. The title I found that, that stood out to me that made me want to watch this video was, all caps, Kwame Evans, heated, U, heated AAU game. Team Durant wanted all that smoke. Or all the smoke, <laughs> I'm sorry. Team Durant wanted all the smoke. <laughs> And oh, uh, I got to say, this was an, I, I was sucked into it. So I, at this point, I was committed to the bit where mm-hmm. the, whatever the title, the best title is, will get my business. I clicked on it. Absolutely horrendous video, but I had to commit to the bit and watch it. You had to keep watching it, yeah. So the video was, was terrible. It was just like a guy on a cell phone on the baseline, just like film. And, and then it was cut up terrible. Mm-hmm. It was like 13 minutes of like one game. It, get to the highlights, you know? But it like, goes to show clickbait. You know yeah, what I mean? If you got the best really, headline, you win. Uh, it was absolutely horrendous video, so it was it was a really it wasn't much to go off of. But uh, at one point, a dude fouled him pretty hard. He stood his ground um, and and started talking some shit to him. So that that caught my attention. But then the real thing that caught my attention there's one play where he's like posting up from like 15 feet away. Mm-hmm. A double team comes, and his instinct was, "I'm gonna shoot a fadeaway," <laughs> and he hit it, and he hit the fadeaway. And I was like, "That's that's him. That's him. him. That's, that's him." him. So. Um, he's number five on my list. I like the idea of like a modern recruit that doesn't let you film them with modern equipment. Like, you know what I mean? There is no video of one of these kids. Like that would be the greatest brand play. It's like, basically it's just all hearsay. And then like, you kind of grow like, and everyone's like, I mean, can you show me a TikTok of them? Can you show me a highlight? And they're like, there is none. I thought it's that only was, on grainy flip phones. Flip phones from the early. That's 2000s. what LeBron was trying to do with Brownie. I think. Yeah. I think that was the original plan. It was like we're gonna squash every every game you play. If someone has a phone, we're gonna slap it out of their hand. Yeah, it's like a comedy and, uh, show. Like you have to turn yeah, in your turn phone your phone in a bag to go watch <laughs> Brownie play. Maybe he does it for Bryce. Um. Yeah. So Kwame Evans might be. Uh, I put it a little. Top asterisk. five him is a big deal though. I put that. I put an asterisk next to that one though because he might. It, it was the video was bad. It was just a bad video. But I did see the post up from 15 feet fade away, and I was like, that's that tells me all I need to know. So he's number five. Uh, at number four, six six one eighty five small forward from Carmichael, California, which I think is by Sacramento. Peja Stoyakovich's son. <laughs> Andre slash Andrej Stoyakovich is elite. Every college in America wants him is the title of the Love that. video. So I watched this um, and I got to say the competition that this man was playing against is absolute dog shit. I mean, it was like <laughs> red flag, huge red flag. But 
this is not a this is not an analysis of how good of a basketball player this man is. This is analysis of whether he's him. Yeah. And he was feasting on the dog shit competition. Like he was he was a guy that like as we were talking about the couple shows ago of like when when you're playing in a pickup game and everyone sucks, like do you play to the level of the competition? No, you, you go try for a hundred. He's like, I'm going to try to kill him. That's what this kid does. Got the dog in him. Yeah, he's got the dog in him a little bit. He at one point he uh he started backing down a dude at the three point line, and then a double team <laughs> came or something, and he or a double team looked like it was coming, and he whips a cross court pass one handed to yeah. a shooter. I like um, that. Again, it was it was dog shit competition, but that was pretty cool. He's pulling up from deep. He shoots from the wrong side of his face like his dad does a little, but mm-hmm. it's like more pronounced. Don't love that, but um, yeah, that, that's my scouting report on the Stoyakovich kid. He, he could be him. He could potentially be him, but he, but I don't I don't know how good he actually is. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get ahead of this because I've already seen this story play out before, where it's the son of a shooter and he's playing against dog shit competition, and his you know shot is a little bit herky jerky, but. Boy, does he feast on this horrible competition, even though he doesn't really look the part right now. I think he's him. I think he's Steph Curry 2.0. Oh, <laughs> I think, okay. I think, I think if you're John Calipari, you're saying to yourself, I don't know where you're going with we that, need but there shot you go. makers to come to, to Lexington, Kentucky. We need guys who are going to get in the tournament and make shots and make big moments happen. Dude, we and should we make need a- Paja Stoyakovich Jr. I know that's not his name, but that's what we're going to call him. And uh, 2.0, Steph Curry, that's what we want. We sh- He's yeah, him. Is, in my book, Stoyakovich is make him. A, make a YouTube video that's, is Stoyakovich him? Or is he st- is he the next Steph Curry question mark? Yeah. All caps. That's going to be my headline. Put that YouTube video out there. I'm clicking on that. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, those are the only notes I had. Was the back down three? The, it takes like one moment in these videos for me to be like, okay, I, I see I, it. I, I see it. Yeah. I, I see the potential because most of them it's the same garbage, you know, just like. And w- and we've learned that like dog shit competition, if they're feasting on it, like who cares? You know what I mean? Yeah. I watched Lamelo Ball get ninety two points in a game. Right. Like that was dog shit competition. But, that's but that's it was riveting. Behavior. But that's him behavior. That's him behavior. <laughs> that's how oh, you yeah. do it. If my job was to be a scout for. You know, colleges or NBA teams. I don't know if I would care that you're scoring 92 on a seventh grade team. Mm-hmm. But that's not my job. My job is to figure out who is him. Yeah. Who's got the dog in him. Yeah. And I, uh, I call the front office after that and say, I don't know what I just saw, but I saw him. <laughs> but I like it. I like it. All right. Our top three. Um, at number three is Jim's guy. The 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 Donda the the, the guy who is who's put Donda Academy on the map outside of Canada. Wow, the, the one play. Rob, he, Rob he, Dillingham. He wears number three, by the way. Yeah. In honor of AI. So I like that. I like that he oh, goes number three. I thought it was in honor of Dale Earnhardt. I mean, <laughs> really? the, I actually had some people very upset with me when you were slandering North Carolina's greatest uh, people last time. Uh, Dale, Earnhardt, Dale, Dale Earnhardt is our number one. Is, is Dale he's, he's the greatest the best, athlete of all time. Is he the best basketball player from North Carolina? He's the greatest yeah. athlete of all time. <laughs> and he's born in North Carolina. A lot of people would say Muhammad Ali in Kentucky, but we say nay. We say Dale. Dale, like find us a more beloved athlete than Dale Earnhardt and we'll find a liar. But carry on. Uh, Rob Dillingham <laughs> gives out buckets for fun in all caps with the title. <laughs> That's my video. <laughs> Grainy footage of Jim. <laughs> he can't see anything. Yeah, when we went to the dodging game. And we came He's driving the by the gym. Yeah. He's like, He's in there. <laughs> Give me buckets. cropped. From Hickory, North Carolina. Let's go. 6'2 point guard. Combo-ish. Committed to... Uh, he's committed, so he's definitely going to Kentucky as, as a fi- uh, five-star. Um, so here, here's, here are my notes on the Rob Dillingham gives out buckets for fun video. 
Uh, he doesn't dribble in his free throw routine, which is a big him move, I thought. Yeah, I like that. You bounce, The ref bounced the ball to him. He just kind of like spun it in his hand and shot it. And I was like, that's... Like he's not even worried about it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not even... <laughs> I don't like, this to, is in. Yeah. A lot of guys take a deep breath and go... Yeah, you got to clear out. Give focus. a couple bounces, get yeah. in a rhythm. Mm-hmm. He was just like, give me, the, give me the goddamn ball. Let me shoot this. That's like <laughs> in golf when you see someone just walk up to a four-footer with like no questions asked. Don't even mark the yes. ball. Just knock it in. You're like, I like that. I like also, the moxie. Can I wager on Robert Dylan him shooting 64% from the free throw line his freshman year at Kentucky? Because yes. I am putting the house on that. I think yes. that's going to happen. We, we see a little Derrick Rose with him. Yeah, okay. He's going, but at the same time, in a, in a highlight mixtape, that's pretty sick. That it also it's in so my sick. head is a slow motion shot yeah. of them, the ref belting <laughs> the ball to him. <laughs> ball is live. <laughs> <laughs> um, the fact that they put a free throw in there is is pretty hilarious. Yeah, that, I like that. that you're, you're cutting up highlights and you're like, let's put keep. I, I just I just envision that. What's the? Ooh, ooh, I like that. I like explain that. what's the meme to me where the uh, the black dude it looks like a it looks like a rapper. So I'm sorry if I'm stereotyping, but it it looks like there's the the sound mixing board that he's at and he's got the uh, glasses on and he's really locked in. And let me try to pull that. Up. You know no, what I'm talking like about? Two guys are in the studio and he's like leaning over and like it's Metro Boomin in future. I think that sounds right. I don't know. I would have no way. But though. yeah, it's like but you know cooking, he's like yeah, locked yeah, in yeah, and yeah. it's like really like yeah. let me see what happens. Like, that, locked yeah, in. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the picture I have in my head of them putting together the Robert Dillingham free, <laughs> yeah, including it in the free. He's like, put, the, put the free ball is life. That is definitely <laughs> yeah. what's happening in the shop in, in, in the cutting room. <laughs> um, he also there's a lot of untucked jersey in this. Oof. In this, uh, he should have gone to Duke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he should <laughs> go to Duke. <laughs> um, there's also a lot of instances of Robert Dillingham just putting his head down and trying to drive past people, which is very him behavior. Where it's like. Mm-hmm. I don't care what's going on. I I'm getting care. a bucket. I'm going to get a bucket. Yeah. I don't care how hard I have to work to get to the whole, we're going to figure this out. It's, again, not great basketball. I think it's going to drive John Calipari nuts, but it's him behavior. That's what, that's the, that's exactly what a guy who wants to be him would do. All reports that came out from North Carolina about Rob early on was that he was like, you know, just raw, nasty, could just get buckets whenever he needed. You know, everyone compared him to Iverson early on. But I, I do worry about the fact that, like, he's had no real coaching in, you know, two years. Like, I yeah. don't even know at this point. Yeah. And John Calipari's coaching is basically like, be better. Yeah. <laughs> You're a five star. You, you told feet. me you were yes. him. <laughs> Play defense and be better. Go be him, please. <laughs> Stop wasting my time. Oh man! Uh, all right, top two at number two. This is this is uh, where I drew the line. Like the top two mm. were very obvious to me. Uh, this is this is like its own tier, and then it was hard to decide who was one and who was two. Uh, but at number two, I have DJ Wagner. Whoa. DJ Wagner talks trash in, in all caps, backs it up with the anger emoji with the uh, the guy is saying bad words and he's got his mouth covered. Mm-hmm. There's that emoji, and this mm-hmm. is in the title, and then a fire flames emoji. That's in the YouTube <laughs> title. So I watched that video. Uh, DJ Wagner, we've talked about on the show before. Uh, Mike Rutherford gave us a great scouting report. When <laughs> it was very obvious he was going to Louisville. It was a lock. It, it was, was a lock, lock that he was going. Now it's a 44% lock. Oh, it, uh, it was Young Thug and Little Dirk is the is the meme. You, you know what I'm talking yeah, about, yeah, though? Yeah, you yeah, see yeah, the picture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I just was guessing. Like, like, I was like I'll thinking about who could it be in this picture. <laughs> I should probably, I if I'm going to reference things, I should probably have no, some you were right that, uh, sort of way. You were of right that it was rappers, though, so shout out to you. You know what I mean? But I, I that, that was the picture I have in my head of like, yeah, the guys going through these mixtapes. He's like, keep that free throw. They're like, boss, take a look at 
at this. I was thinking, put this in and, and real focus concentration. Mm, like, let me put my glasses on. Yeah. Yeah, I put, like it, but <laughs> put a fire emoji in the title. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so DJ Wagner, uh, the notes from watching this video. Um, he there was a moment Tate where he was shit talking on defense where he hits a bucket. Mm-hmm. He's running back on defense. He's shit talking about the bucket he had just hit as he's playing defense. He's like the guy, he's guarding the guy who's guarding him. Yeah. And the guy he's guarding as he's now guarding has him, the ball and, and he is in front of him about, and he's talking about what he just did. He's talking about what I just did to you. Yeah. Yeah. And Which the is, guy's like, I have the ball now. He's like, that play's over. Uh, he does not have a next play mentality. Is, no, that, what you're, is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> he he reminds you of the time that he splashed it in your face or like crossed you over. He's like, I'm I'm going to let you remember yeah. this. Made forever. you touch her dog. Yeah. <laughs> he has a ton of untucked jersey. There's a, there's he he wow. is uh, again. This is this is him to me. Him behavior. Mm-hmm. If you're untucking your jersey, I know you don't like it because it's no, a Duke I mean, look, to you. But there's but, a lot of Duke guys that thought they were him. Because the essence of being him is not respecting social norms or the rules. It's not respecting anything, anything other than what you want. Yeah. I do what court. I want. Yeah. Why would I tuck my jersey in? The ref's like, I'm oh, him. The ref's like, because that's the rule. And they're like, fuck your rules. I'm going to mm. leave this. Up. I don't yeah. think that's what goes into it. <laughs> that's what I see. Wait, that's, I see. What, that's the body language that I see. Uh, so, <laughs> meanwhile, it's just like he got fouled on the play before. Yeah. And he got his jersey pulled out and nah, just didn't tuck it back. Looks, <laughs> still, still sounds good. Still looks good. Uh, you know? So tons of octuck jersey, and then the last note I had was he pounds the shit out of the ball in ISO situations. Like he's mm. a, he's a very heavy dribbler, and that's like I think heavy heavy dribbler <laughs> would be like the number one quality I've heard about DJ Wagner. Like he does like to have the ball in his hands, and he like I mean? boy he likes to pound the air out. Yeah, there. he just is hammering it over and over and mm. over. But again, that's him behavior. Mm-hmm. Like Caleb Love is your him, right? Like mm-hmm. that's the guy you think of when you hear the words him on a basketball court. Yes, Caleb Love. Has a tendency when he's in the zone to be to like, give me the ball. ball. Yeah. <laughs> just like, That's why he's a shooting guard. <laughs> dribble it 21. <laughs> they, they, they did the perfect thing to Caleb. They said, wait a second. What if you just shoot, shoot it more? It. He was like, I like the sound of that. They're like, but you got to pass it too. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> one for two. <laughs> Love uh, you, Caleb. So at number one on the uh, Kentucky 2023 recruiting class in power rankings. The 10-man class that John Calipari is going to bring in because he's getting commitments from all these guys. Yeah, this is the new platoon. As reported here, John Calipari is back, and he's platooning these guys. Mm -hmm. His name is Ron Holland. He is a – I forget how many – you pulled him up? I got Ron Holland. I forget how many stars he was. Let me go back and and check. I think he's a five-star. He is a five-star. I think – I'm pretty sure he's a five-star. He's a .9965 according to Well, after this podcast comes out, he's going to be a .9968. maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, because he, he's getting the tightest and tape bump. This the the title of this one is he play in quotes. He plays harder than anyone else on the floor. In quote, Ron Holland is a problem. That's the title Ooh. of the quote. Of the, I like the, I like when someone's a problem. Of the YouTube yeah. the YouTube uh, video that I watched. He's a 6'8", 195 pound power forward uh, from Duncanville, Texas. Mm. The reason I gave him the nod over DJ Wagner is because he was mic'd up during... In this video I was watching, there was a game... Uh, it pulled some highlights from a game he played where he was mic'd up the entire game, Tate. Think about this. A high school basketball player playing an AU game had a a YouTube uh, uh, recruiting service video maker guy come to him and say, we want to mic you up during the game. And instead of saying, why would you do that? That mm-hmm. makes zero sense. 
He said, yes, I'm him. Give me the microphone. Clip it on my jersey. <laughs> and listen to this. And listen to this. And then it was yeah. just basically him taking it to the hole and grunting as he... <laughs> yeah. Ah! <laughs> it was! <laughs> That's all it was. And the mic, like, there wasn't actually anything interesting. I think, like, the idea was... Hey, you're gonna, like, good shit, boy. <laughs> <laughs> In your head, he's going to, like, be breaking down the game or, like, telling stories or, you know, and then it's just... Yeah. yeah it's just, uh, uh, Looks uh, over the it Coach, coach, five, five, five. Um, he uh he does play very hard. Ron Holland plays very hard. He uh he loves finishing through contact. That yes. stood out to me. That's a him move. Is like you're driving mm-hmm. to the hole. You find the contact. He's initiating contact. You initiate it. Mm-hmm. You grunt through the contact. You say and one. You get the bucket. Uh, he talks a ton of shit. He uh talks shit out of the side of his mouth too, Ooh, which I love. That Texas draw. Yeah. I like. He's that. got the 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 uh. And he gives me a sense that he talks a lot in general. Just like he'll talk to his teammates, he'll talk to which is um, good for the locker room. Yeah, like KG mentality. Yeah, so like he, he he gives me I get that vibe from him. He's not like a I would say this shades of Colin Sexton. He is mm. not Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton, as a reminder, is the all time recruit him of all ever. He, I mean, you you watch <laughs> you watch the Colin Sexton videos. From yeah, it really high is incredible. Yeah. They'll, they'll never be another. Mm-hmm. On his level, because he was in the him era too. Like he, yeah. he was. I'm pretty sure he yelled, "I'm him" in one of his high school videos. Colin Sexton played three on five in college. Yeah, and, <laughs> like, and loved every won. second of it. Yeah, he was like, "This is finally the game that I want to play." Uh, so it, it's not even it, Ron Holland's not even close to that. But like th- those, that was the vibe I got watching him at, at certain times when he would talk smack, and then he would finish through con. Like he he, he gave me that sort of vibe. Just shades that, just like a tinge. Like, it, like yeah. the, the real Colin Sexton fans would be offended that I'm comparing him to Colin Sexton because it's not even close. It's a different stratosphere. But uh, that that was what I thought of. Like, as I was watching, I was like, I need to go back and watch Colin Sexton videos. I looked up uh, Jonathan Gavoni to see what he had said about Ron Holland, and he said this. Ron Holland emerged as one of the best prospects at the FIBA U-17 World Cup thanks to his defensive versatility, intelligent facilitation, nonstop energy, and surprisingly confident shot making all tournament long. There you so go. There you go. That's there you go. When I read that, I'm like, that's a lot of adjectives to say him. <laughs> I mean that's that's what that is. And honestly, as you were going through all the ones, I was like, this Ron Holland character, I did look him up and I was a little fascinated with his story. And especially when you look at his college lists, you know, Arkansas seems to be quote unquote the favorite right now. Oh, we, is it what what, per, what percentage are we throwing on that one? I think I'm I think I'm going like fifty one percent. Fifty one? And then I think that uh Kentucky's like forty six, forty seven, but okay. climbing, trending upwards. But the real dark horse is the pro league. Because when you look at the college list, they have now professional. It just says pro. pro. And and he's warm on pro. He's warm Uh, on pro. He's warm on pro. So that uh, that does worry me a little bit. And he seems like a guy like the NBA would would try to get to OKC really fast. You know, he's already in Texas. And they they think he's a really young kid for his age. He's got a hint. I think he's, from my research, it says that he's from Duncanville, Texas, and he goes to Duncanville High School. Which tells me maybe he's not going to be a G League Ignite kid. You know, mm-hmm. like the, the G League Ignite kids are the kids that are from Rhode Island and go to Donde Academy. Montbird, yeah, whatever. <laughs> that seems to be the G League Ignite path. If you're a kid that goes to like the public school in the town you're from, that feels like you're more likely to go with the college route, right? Yeah, and you're more likely to get my respect. Yeah, you know what I mean at a higher level. Not not really my respect, but like get more of my like uh, I'll give you a pass as you move on in in your career. You know what I mean? Like even with Patrick Baldwin, we gave him a major pass. We're like this guy wouldn't have played for his dad. I'm not going to say anything bad about him. You know what right. I mean? And that's what right. some of these people with the brand plays don't get. You do something that's 
endearing to the public. We're like, all right, yeah, give you a pass. We'll give you a pass. Chance the Rapper, works. right? He made a horrible album, but he, we're like, he made a good one <laughs> the last time, and you know, he seems like a nice guy. We'll give him a pass. That's why when the hammer comes down, when when the FBI goes after Kansas, and versus when the FBI goes after like Arizona or LSU, yeah. like we think it's funny. Because of Sean Miller and Will Wade, but then Bill Self were like, "Come on, leave him alone. Leave him alone. Like leave Bill <laughs> Self alone." And it's funny because like when I see Will Wade smirk at the NCAA like violations, you want to smack him in the face. You're like, yeah. he's like this guy is like ruining yeah. college basketball. Have, have some like, respect. Yeah, have some respect yeah. for the game. But when I watch Bill Self smirk and hire Snoop yeah. Dogg, I say. Pretty good. And it's move. extremely hypocritical, and we'll acknowledge that. And <laughs> yeah, if you're asking, like, what's, what we're pointing and out? And if you're like Titus and Tate, what are the what's the difference? We just told you, Bill Self's likable. That's all it is. It's like we we were in Maui one time and we saw Bill Self peel his shirt, and just post up at the pool and hammer beers in between yeah. games, and like and we talk like, to rent and talk to everybody. Yeah. yeah, like there were Kansas fans being like, Coach, I really like what you did against that zone yeah. the other night. He's like, Hey, appreciate it, man. Yeah. How you doing? Tell your wife Wendy I said hello. <laughs> yeah. That's all it takes. That's it. You're like, damn, Bill Self, he did it again. Uh, so there you go. That was the most useless exercise in uh, the history of the show. I had fun. Um, but uh, you have it there. Ron Holland is your number one Kentucky recruit him. Um, so, that already uh, sounds right. You know what I mean? Like when yeah, I hear Ron, Ron Holland, Holland, I'm like, he's a star at Kentucky. Ron Holland's the guy. Ron yeah. Holland's the, the one. But DJ Wagner, I, 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 I sort of understand DJ Wagner. I, I did like watching the, if I'm being completely honest, like I was watching the, the highlight tape or whatever. And I was like, I don't, I'm not like in love with. His game. His game per I told se. you he's not going to be a savior. These I don't think I don't think he's like out. savior tier basketball player, but uh, you know if that's what everyone else says, I guess I'll fall in line. Who Who do you think has a better all. NBA career? This is a great question. Dewan Wagner Jr. aka DJ Wagner or Bronny James? Because obviously Dewan Wagner was drafted to the Cleveland Cavaliers the year before LeBron. That's a great point. It was a lot of like he's the savior, but then all of a sudden, oh my God, never mind. We had this kid from Akron. Now he's the savior. Because Dewan Wagner was the first savior. People forget. So like does Dewan Wagner Jr. is he worried about Bronny James coming in just point. like LeBron did and taking his limelight? That's what worries me. That was <laughs> that's what worries me about his him candidacy. <laughs> I think Bronny James is going after it. Bronny James is like, I'm gonna have one of those seats. Um Final thought to to wrap this up, and then maybe we'll, we'll take a break, and then we'll come back and do our top oh, yeah. fi- top five. I, I'm excited about the weird back uh, moment. Uh, Reed Shepard's good, and I like I like Reed Shepard. I like Reed Shepard. Reed Shepard. In fact, you know what? If if John Calipari, God forbid, this second run doesn't end up in another lifetime contract, let's say things go bad, go south, he's done. Yeah. Reed Shepard's still going to be a Kentucky Wildcat. And those are the kind of players that, if you're a Kentucky fan, you always love. You know yeah. what I mean? The the kids that you're like. No matter what happened, Theo Pinson was going to come to North Carolina. Right. I love him forever. I'm worried. I'm worried about Reed, like it, it doesn't. Reed Shepard doesn't feel like he he, sh- he should be on like this year's Kentucky team. Yeah, you know, I feel mm-hmm. like Reed Shepard being one of the ten recruits that John Calipari. It's probably not going to fit him well. <laughs> I don't think that's that's great. I don't. If I'm I don't Louisville, like, I'm I don't re- like that Kentucky's going back to the old Cal ways. Yeah. as Reed Shepard, who should be like the new Cal poster boy. Yeah. You know, it's coming in. It's coming in. If I'm like Louisville, it. I'm calling Reed. <laughs> and I'm saying, you're playing at least 15 minutes. Because that's if you're, if you're Louisville and you're Kenny Payne, you got to get in the mud. Unfortunately, <laughs> you don't want to get in the mud, but you're going to have to get in the mud. <laughs> that would you, be you incredible. heard me, Mike Rutherford. That would be incredible. That's what you got to do. You got to start going. Back up the Brinks truck. Yeah. Say we got an NIL deal for 100000 with KFC for, for Reed Call Shepherd. the Live Tour. Get them to finance it. Dude. It's this is it. This is how you do it. This is how you this is how you fight fire with fire. 
<laughs> oh my god, this was stupid. Uh, all right, we're gonna take a break and come back and go over um, the, the the top five moments and and our history of being college basketball fans that we've ever seen college basketball programs be back. Mm. Quick break to get aware from our sponsors. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, like how they require minimums and worse, how their rewards flat out expire. Or we could talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. We're also brought to you by our friends at IPVanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why we use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, computers, tablets, phones, even your TV streaming devices. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use, so go to IPVanish.com slash Titus and use promo code Titus and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com slash Titus. Also want to talk about our friends at Roback. Roback is a uh, is a game changer. There's no there's no other way to really describe it. Roback has entered my life, Tate, and it has changed my life. Uh, the performance hoodies that they make are the most comfortable hoodies, the softest, stretchiest hoodies in the game. They are absolutely incredible. I will. Not, I I feel like a fool when I wear any other hoodie. Um, I I own four of them now. I wore one yesterday. It's like way too hot for a hoodie in Southern California right now, but I'm wearing it anyway because it's so comfortable. I just I I can't stop wearing these hoodies, and I I stared them in the closet when I haven't worn them for a while, and I say you know what, screw it, I'm wearing it. Weather be damned. Uh, also the performance polos are incredible. If you're a golfer like Tate, if you're a guy who likes to go out down the course and hack it around like I do, uh, either way you got to look good. Go get a rowback performance polo. You will not find a better looking, better feeling performance polo, even if you're not really a polo guy. These polos are just too good to not throw on for a night out, for a, a day out on the golf course, whatever it is. Performance polos are awesome. And finally, Tate, I want to talk about the performance Q-zips because uh, fall will be here before you know it, and it's very hot outside right now in most of the country. The action is heating up, as it turns out. Um, but it, that, that fall crisp is coming. And when that fall crisp comes, you want to be ready. You want your Q-Zips ready because uh, these things are versatile. They are perfect for a night out. They are perfect for wearing to the office. They are even perfect for if you're a jogger and you want to get up early and it's a little chilly. Throw throw this on. It'll, it'll work out. The performance Q-Zips, fine. Roback makes the greatest stuff. Go use code Titus at Roback.com for 20% off your first purchase through the end of the week. R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com. 20% off polos, Q-Zips, and hoodies with code Titus. Roback.com. They are the best. Go help them out. They, uh, they've they been a great sponsor. We love them. Go uh, show show them some love in return. Roback.com. Also got to talk about Coors Light. Summertime shouldn't be about rules and formal gatherings. The best summer experiences are the ones you make on your own terms. That's why Coors Light is the official beer of everything unofficial. It is mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Only one beer out there. It's literally made to chill. It's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, reach for a Coors Light. It's the only beer I drink. Coors Light. I, I, people, it, it is hilarious. The, the, the more uh, we've talked about Coors Light on this show, Tate, the more I have people come up to me and say, 
are you, are you doing a bit, Titus? Is this is this really how you feel? Like I, I want to see you in action. I want to see what really happens next. Um, what if I buy you another beer? I'm like, no need. Please send it back. If the mountains are blue, I don't want it. Uh, Coors Light is the only beer I drink. Coors Light is also. I've been watching a lot of Always Sunny lately. That's the beer of choice for those guys for yeah. the gang. Mm-hmm. Check that out. Go watch. Go watch some old <laughs> on, old Always Sunny episodes. See what kind of beer they have in their hand. Spoiler alert, it's a silver bullet. <laughs> summer chill starts with Coors Light. Make the most of your summer with the chance to win chill merch, fun local experiences, even a trip to New York, Chicago, or LA. Enter to win at CoorsLight.com slash TNT. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends August 15th, 2022. Game ends September 6th, 2022. 50 U.S. states, D.C., 21 plus only. Void where prohibited. For rules, visit CoorsLightSummer.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, let's rock and roll. Uh, we are doing our top five word back moments in college basketball history. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, that's that. That's the premise. It's pretty simple. It's inspired by Justin. What's his name again? Justin Edwards. Is that his name? Yeah. Justin. Uh, yeah, Justin Edwards. <laughs> that's why it can't be him. The fact I'm that joking. like no, but I'm, I mean, jo- I'm but, joking. But, but I, I'm being right there with you. I'm I'm being honest. I mean, we got it. He needs a nickname. Uh, Justin Edwards committed to Kentucky. Has Kentucky fans saying we're back and mm-hmm. um, we're we we? I thought Tate and I should celebrate the uh, the top five moments. And and this was I'll, I'll say for my list, I'm not a basketball historian. I'm a fan, so mm-hmm. this was my personal list. This is not yeah. like I did not put a list together where I felt like these were the five most impactful word back moments for all of college basketball. These were the five that spoke to me. I pulled all of mine off the top of my head too. I did no research, yeah, because I didn't need to. I have like a list of thirty, and I I pulled these. You you my call, top five you calling me and we're like we're gonna need five word back moments in college basketball history, and I went I went large scale. And then I was thinking to myself, you know what? When I think of the phrase "we're back," and yeah. I think about like who embodies that phrase and that ideology and that makeup and that mindset. I went to one program, and I and and I had five moments that just fell in front of my face. And like, does it represent it, the five banners they have hanging in Assembly Hall? No, but they were they were my runner up. I, I, Indiana, so like, Indiana first came in my mind, but Indiana is not even Indiana not even back enough to be the most, the most weird back. back program that I could think of. But when they are the most weird back program, will yeah. you let Indiana fans know so they can say we're yes. back? Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah we're back. <laughs> the reason why I didn't do that is because I, I have enough respect for Indiana to believe that they could be back. The, re- yeah. the difference between the program okay. that I chose is that I don't think they are ever going to come back. But I think, they're I, know keep where, I, think I know where you're going. But they're going to keep trying. I'll let you go first. Go ahead. Well, number five on my list, um, to, to, to kind of set the scene here. There was a program in my state, my home state, um, on Tobacco Road, um, and there was a coach from your home state, Indiana, yep. that came down and he said, all right, you football losers, you want to hear about a better game? And everyone's like, what did he say? And uh, his name was Everett Case, and he came down to North Carolina and he, and he spoke the good word of basketball. He had people so obsessed with this game that they had basketballs in the back of pickup trucks. You know, that was the, the old tale, right? That's what they were doing. So anyways... He lays the foundation. He, he's getting Final Four teams. He's getting superstars, and he's also emboldening, you know, the other teams on Tobacco Road to get better at basketball to compete with NC State, who's dominating at the time. <laughs> you know, he's he's got the Hoosier hot shots that he brings down. Um, and from there, we get 1974. If you don't know, Dave Thompson, aka Skywalker, mm-hmm. goes and beats John Wooden, the greatest dynasty in the world in college basketball. And at that point in time, it looked like NC State basketball, Storm and Norm Sloan, was on top of the world. But then the NCAA came to town, yada, 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 which leads us to my number five moment in We're Back, which is 
1983 National Championship, a.k.a. Mm. Survive in Advance. This mm-hmm. is years after the scandal of the NCAA that came. Norman Sloan, Storm and Norman is gone at this point. And Jimmy V, a man who is, you know, obviously all heart, uh, is taken over this team, this ragtag bunch. And he said, I believe in you guys. You guys can do this. So much so that the summer before, he cut down the nets with his team to get them prepared for cutting down the nets, which is, in some people's minds, a little premature. Probably a little premature. But I, but if it works, it's cool. It worked. And it worked this time. And it led to the NC State fans in 1983 after winning the national championship against Houston saying, and I quote, we're back. <laughs> That's where it started. That's where it started. Maybe it 19, started. Maybe that was the first time. They, they go, the cardiac pack, they, they are, they're unbelievable. They go and win the national championship, even though they barely even made the tournament in the first place. <laughs> and they said to the world, after all of the turmoil since 1974 and Norm Sloan, right. we are back. That's my number five moment. And they've been back ever since. Yeah, we, uh, well, we'll keep talking about <laughs> uh, did that. Yeah, did that, it was at the it was at the start of being back in mm. college basketball. Mm. It might have been so, the first instance of we're back. We're ever, back. Ever. Yeah. But, uh, I, w- I want to put a call out, by the way, to the uh, friends of the program to write in. TysonTate at gmail.com. We're going to mm. read some dirty laundry stories. But I want to get, uh, I need stories of like, if you played high school basketball, what was the dumbest motivational thing that your coach did? Because... Cutting down the nets before the season, if that, it, the only reason that's not like the dumbest thing I've ever heard is because mm-hmm. they won the national championships. So you're like, if it if it's stupid, it works. It works. It's not stupid. <laughs> yeah. But otherwise, I would never like if Jim Valvano went on on the run that they went on and they ended up losing in the title game, and everyone was like, yeah, but that was a sick run, and let's talk about like how Jim Valvano was like one of the greatest ever, like all yeah. this. I would say his legacy is tarnished because of that one time that he had his team cut down nets before that. It wasn't just one time. He did it at Five Star himself. He cut down the nets for himself. He practiced cutting it for himself, and then he did it with his team. So he didn't just do it once. He did it twice. I had a coach once. We we wrote down our hopes and dreams for the season, and then we put them in the – did, did your court have the, uh, the the holes for the volleyball net to go oh, into? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and they yeah, had like yeah. little holes that pull yeah, up. Yeah. The, the ca- so we pulled up the the cap, like a time capsule. Yeah, and it was like a time capsule of like what we thought the season was going. And we all like the first day of practice wrote on a piece of paper and put it in the time capsule. <laughs> what did you write down? Do you remember? I hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> Coach Reese, all right. <laughs> I hate it here. Mark Titus. Mark, you still feel that way? <laughs> You'll never be my real dad, is what I wrote. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my number five on my list was uh, the Big Ten heading into the 2021 NCAA tournament. <laughs> when it was announced that the entire tournament was going to take place in Indianapolis. Yeah. When the Big Ten was by far not even close, I will fight to the death anyone who disagrees. Mm-hmm. By far the best conference <laughs> in college basketball. Playing in their own. Playing in the home city. Yeah. Playing in the exact same city. They were already there. They played the Big Ten tournament there. Yeah. Uh, Illinois had just won a championship. Illinois had just won a championship there. Ayud Sumu was in the bathroom with the trophy like he was Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Not just a week prior. (laughs) One week prior. Um, The the Big Ten got how many teams in? Like nine? Uh, No, it wasn't that many. I forget. I I thought it was 11. I feel like it was eleven. I gotta pull this up. I should. I don't know why. I, didn't I think write it was it ten. Honestly, though, I think we're in between. The twenty twenty one NCAA tournament. The Big Ten got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, nine. Uh, my All instinct right. was correct. Uh, nine teams into the tournament. Two cool. one seeds: Illinois, and Michigan. Two two seeds in Ohio State and Iowa. Purdue was pretty good. They they were four seed. They were mm-hmm. pretty. They had a pretty good team. 
Uh, Jay Navy freshman, freshman Jay Navy was yeah. you know, North Texas tough on the, on Bad matchup, as Andy told us. Uh, Wisconsin was okay as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, the Big Ten was back. It was this was the year. Um, Gonzaga and Baylor were the two best teams. So I don't know if I thought the Big Ten was going to win a national title, but uh, it was very clear that the path was was there. That this was it, it was it was definitely going to happen. And then the worst NCAA tournament by a single conference of all time happened. Purdue lost to North Texas in the first round. Illinois gets smoked by Loyola. Iowa gets smoked by Oregon. Um, Michigan is the one team. Michigan was the only team that made the Sweet 16. They make it to the Elite Eight and then score 49 points uh, against UCLA. Lost yeah. by two. So, like, it was obviously a successful run for Michigan. But at the same time, like, if you're a Michigan They were a fan, one seed and they were supposed yeah, to go to the Final Four. They were one seed playing an 11 seed and you score 49 points mm-hmm. to go to the Final Four. So, yeah. like, you're weirdly mad about how the season ended, even though it was, like, a good end. Even though you went to the Elite Eight. Even though you went yeah. to the Elite Eight. Ohio State got covid uh, which nobody talked about, <laughs> yeah. but that like was terrible. They what happened there? Yeah. <laughs> Wisconsin ended Roy's career though. Yeah, that's the one and that's the worst part about the Big Ten, and I think that's why I hate the Big Ten so much. I, mean, <laughs> I can't go to a place that tried to bury my coach. And then I'm watching this Dick Vitale special, which was amazing. But the whole special, it's like every coach in college basketball, and then it's Mr. K like trying to take over the special. They didn't show, they didn't show Roy Williams <laughs> didn't show once. Roy one time. Yeah, I, um, I can't deal with it. Well, there you go. That, that's my number five was the Big Ten. Like the, the that is a good one. when the announcement happened that the big that the whole tournament's going to take place. In Indy, I picked the Big Illinois Ten to win it all. I was like, this yeah. is the Big Ten tournament 2.0, and boy was I the wrong. Big Ten was back in a way a conference I don't think has ever fully been back like that, except for mm. like the Big East getting UConn back, which may be on one of our lists. I don't know. We'll see. Mm. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, what's number four for you? Number four for me, and to set the scene, we're going to have to go back to 2007, and uh, this is a program that just hired a new head coach uh, after getting rid of a coach. Which they said had no cachet, that had no showmanship. They needed someone who played in the program, that played the game, who could lead uh, a new charge of Wolfpack basketball. Um, and his name was Sidney Lowe. And in his first game in 2007 against North Carolina, he became the third or the fourth coach in NC State history to beat Carolina in his first game. And that joined a group of Press Maravich, Les Robinson, and Everett Case, who built wow, the foundation. Great so. Beats Carolina in his first game, joins those four coaches. They're saying, this is the final four. This is our coach. This is our leader. And to add insult to injury in this game, he wore a red jacket just like Jimmy V. So everyone said, oh, my God, Sidney Lowe, he is going to tear down Roy Williams. He is going to take down Carolina basketball. And guess what, Mark Titus? We're back. (laughs) 2007. I love that. I love that that there are five we're back moments in Mitchie State. I see where this is going, and I love it. I just I see where when I hear the phrase "we're back," that's what I think of. (laughs) Oh man, Um, you'll love this one. Uh, My number four is a ACC uh, former ACC program. Oh no, um, that that (laughs) you 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 miss dearly. And and you wish was back. We're back in the ACC. The Maryland Terrapins, mm. when uh, going into the 2015-16 season, Melo Trimble. When Melo Trimble was coming back, they they get Rashid Suleiman uh, transfers from Duke, and they land Diamond Stone from Wisconsin, who's a five star recruit. Mm-hmm. And Diamond Stone was from Wisconsin. He I think was it was like down to Maryland and Wisconsin, if I remember right. Maybe yeah, Marquette I think so. was in there or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Wisconsin thought they were getting him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maryland thought they were getting him, obviously. He goes to Maryland. The, the timing of this was interesting, too, because Maryland had just finished their first season in the Big Ten. So they had just like come to the new conference. Everyone treated him like the redheaded stepchild. And we're like, get this team out of our face. We mm-hmm. hate all of you. And Maryland mm-hmm. fans were like, we hate you back. Um, 
And then the coming into year two in the Big Ten, Maryland now had the number three team in the country. They had stolen, uh, quote unquote, Diamond Stone from Wisconsin. Yeah, they were throwing up double middle fingers. They're like, we're they were the Big saying, Ten. We are the Big Ten. We're yes. we're coming into your conference. We are going to run your conference. Kick mm-hmm. our, kiss our ass. We are back. The, the time we won a national championship, we beat Indiana, a Big yeah. Ten school. Yeah, that's what we do. That's what we do. We're back. First preseason ranking of any kind for Maryland basketball mm-hmm. in 10 years, Tate. It had been 10 years since Maryland entered a season ranked in the top 25, much less ranked third in the country. They were back. Melo Trimble, Jake Lehman, Rashid Suleiman. I think they got Robert Carter from Georgia Tech. Yeah, yeah, they in. did. Yeah. Um, Diamond Stone. They then go two and six versus ranked teams, finishing a four-way tie for third in the Big Ten, and losing the Sweet Sixteen to Kansas by a thousand. And that was uh, that was that. That was their twenty sixteen season. So. And they played Carolina, who I think was number one at the time, or maybe number two, and they were number three or something like that earlier in the year. And I remember in that game being like, "Oh, Maryland, Maryland, oh, <laughs> oh no." <laughs> It was it, like it, Grievous Vasquez's Maryland team was so much scarier than that 2015 team. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. like if Grievous Vasquez's team played that 2015, they would have beat him by 20 points. Just I, like I remember State. carrying water from Maryland because I, I, uh, I liked Melo Trimble. I wanted them to. I, I was, I was, I was one of the Big Ten fans. I was not anti Maryland when they came in because I, re, I do remember making the argument that they should be the number one preseason team. I didn't know if they were going to be the best team, but yeah. I was like, on paper, what I'm seeing, they should be number one. That's, I mean, that's and it was a pretty team. big deal that, like, I mean, Suleiman obviously got in trouble with Duke and there was all that stuff. But then, like, he, the fact that he popped up and it was at Maryland, yep. it was like, and you're not in the ACC. And he, you know, it was kind of crazy as, a, as an ACC fan. You're like, wow, Maryland's building, like, a yeah. powerhouse. A dynasty. A big, <laughs> like, what is happening? <laughs> but then uh, the 2016, maybe they got bit by the Under Armour curse of 2016. Yeah. Like, wasn't that the, isn't that a thing? That was that we've the, that we've was, talked about that before. Like, yeah, 2015, 2016 was like the uh, the Cam Newton, Jordan Spieth, Stephen Curry, mm-hmm, all of them were mm-hmm. running. The Bryce Harper, all of them were running yeah. to get Tom Brady, every, Under Armour, everything. They're the best brand in the world. And, and it all every single rabbit. person yeah. fell. Yeah, when they got to the mountaintop. They had one of their lowest points. Each, each of those guys, like around 2016. Yeah. Had a low point in their career. It, it was literally ignorance. Yeah. <laughs> they flew too close to the sun. Every single one of them. And boy, was I excited because uh, I think 2016 is when uh, UCLA signed their deal with Under Armour too. I really, yeah. did. I think that was 2016. Yeah. They signed the Under Armour 300 million dollar force majeure. Uh, majeure. <laughs> that was ahead in five years. <laughs> the, it ended up being the messiest sports apparel deal. In college. And then immediately year. as it's over, UCLA basketball is like we're back. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> now that we're done with that, we're back. <laughs> All right, number three on your. Uh, I'm guessing NC State list. Uh, well, you know, we're back is, is the theme. And uh, number three for me took me back to a really good year, 2005. Uh, one of my favorite years in the basketball calendar. And one of my favorite years in Tobacco Road lore because there were a lot of good teams on Tobacco Road. Wake Forest had Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. They were the number one team in the country at one point beating North Carolina. North Carolina was, you know, top three all season. Duke. Irrelevant, perfect, you know, get them out of our face. JJ Reddick sucks. Like, you know, that was a perfect time. And then Julius Hodge, you know, was obviously at NC State. Mm. And that brings mm-hmm. us to a great we're back moment because Herb Sindek, a lot of state fans were saying, get this guy out of my face. I don't think he's any good. And then Julius Hodge said, hold my beer because the end of this season is going to be a big ride and it's going to make you fall back in love with Herb Sindek because against Wake Forest, Famously, as Jim brought up randomly before we started this recording, Chris Paul punched Julius Hodge in the balls. <laughs> yep, that happened. 
They were the number three team in the country at the time, Wake Forest. They were playing in the quarterfinal. They were supposed to uh, meet in the quarterfinal of the ACC tournament. Um, and obviously, Chris Paul did not play in that game because he was suspended for punching Julius <laughs> Hodge in the balls. Um, and that led to NC State getting their signature win. Uh, they beat the number three team in the country, Wake Forest, again, without Chris Paul because he punched Julius Hodge <laughs> in the balls. And then not two weeks later, the defending champions, the UConn Huskies, meet up. With the team, NC State, in the second round, and they're they're licking their chops and they're saying we're gonna blow these guys out. No, no problem. We're the defending champs. We're UConn. And Julius Hodge said, "Not today." And Julius Hodge won that game. And I'll never forget him looking at the camera and yelling, "I told you, I told you!" Because going into this game, he had promised, like he was Broadway Joe, that they were going to upset the defending champs. That's a theme with NC State. Is yes. like we. we visualize it we, we talk about <laughs> yeah, it yeah and then we do it then like do miracle it. on ice um and they did it again and all the nc state fans looked around and said yes you heard it again we are back <laughs> i have nothing to add to any of these and i feel i feel bad about it but at the same time i think it's best that it just i just i just say nothing and let when, it, I, let it breathe. when i hear we're back this is what i think <laughs> it's of. so good it's so good it's the only thing i can think of uh my number three is michael porter jr to missouri <laughs> 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 that is like a double entendre because his back was the problem. You know yeah, I mean? yes. <laughs> we are about back. Missouri is back, but is Michael Porter's back back? Okay. <laughs> uh, the Michael Porter Jr. mystery, as it became mm. known uh, in OSP parlance, um, committed to Washington, but then switched to Missouri when his dad got the uh, the job at, um, he got an assistant job at Missouri. Conzo Martin hired Michael <laughs> Porter and Jonte Porter. Yes, uh, who was the better Porter at Missouri. Was a year younger than Michael Porter, but when, when they both decided they were going to Missouri, he reclassifies. Mm-hmm. You have two Porter brothers coming in, same class, not twins though. Very confusing for people that don't pay a lot of close attention to this stuff. Um, Michael Porter was the number one guy. Uh, he ended up, get, do, you, do you remember how many games he played? I was gonna have at, you, I was gonna have you guess Missouri? his stats. Yeah. Well, I know he played in the tournament game, right? He yeah. played. He played the he one tournament, tournament game. So that's at least one. That's at least one. And then I remember he played in one full game, I think, or maybe he didn't. I'm gonna go. He played three games. He played three games. <laughs> <laughs> he played three games for the Missouri Tigers. He scored 30 total points. He had 20 total rebounds. And he had one total assist in his Missouri Tigers career. And he was a lottery Michael, pick. And he was a lottery like, pick. That that broke college basketball. Like if you want to point to something that was trying to break college basketball, it's Michael had, Porter. He Jr. had one viral video where he looked into the crowd and said, She's a baddie. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. That's right. When he was on the bench. <laughs> when he was on the oh bench. Oh my God. And it checked out so you're like, that's exactly who I thought Michael uh, Porter Jr. But was. But if you're a Missouri fan, um <laughs> first if you're a Missouri fan, fast forward, just keep fast forward. Yeah, keep, we're keep sorry. smashing the fast yeah. forward button. But uh you you know the, the the silver lining of Michael Porter Jr.'s back. Uh, you're like this this wasn't a completely lost cause because we still got Jonte Porter. He is not going to the NBA Tate after his freshman year. Um, he's going to stick around. He's still pretty damn good. Yeah, we're going to ride him for as long as we can. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can salvage this Porter experience a little bit. Mm-hmm. Wrong. Jonte Porter then tore his ACL twice and then entered an NBA draft that he was not selected in. And that was how the Porter era ended. And now Conzo Martin's fired in March. And Yeah, the whole era and was it's all over, over, just yeah. like that. And that's, that goes to it. show, like, sometimes when you... And Andy Infield just got away with this, you know, which is, like, when you invest in both brothers, you know, you're, you're not always sure what's going to happen. Look at Steve Alford. He invested in three brothers, and mm-hmm. he only got one and a half of them. 
and it all went to hell, and he got fired. Oh, I thought you were talking about his son. Oh, Are you talking about his son? <laughs> yeah. Corey no. and Bryce Offer. <laughs> or he's talking about the boss. The boss, oh. yeah. But, you know, same premise. But Andy Enfield got away with it because he got Isaiah Mobley and Evan Mobley, who were both great. You right. Know? So sometimes it does right. work out. But not it, yeah, time. Andy Enfield went to that well a few times. Yeah. Tried it with the Bagleys. Yeah. He's like, he's like it's a whole family? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, I had a family package. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right, what's, where are we at? Number two for you? Number two, yeah, number two on my list. Uh, this is more recent times. We're going to take you to 2015. Um, and this is a time when Jay Wright, who we we love Jay Wright on this program. This is Jay Wright could not get over the hump. This is Jay Wright is not a champion. He is not that kind of coach. He's a good coach, but yeah, he's not that He has it in his coach. contract. He, he, he signed a multi-year deal with CBS to, to do desk work for them. Sweet on the 16. Second, the Sweet 16. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, I'll just sign a five-year contract because that's what I'm going to do every year. Yeah, he's like, he's like I keep getting these five stars yeah. and they keep underperforming and yeah. I don't know what's going on. And anyways, in 2015, they went up against a NC State bunch that had a lot of uh, gumption to say the least, and they got a big upset uh, over Villanova, the number one seed. NC State goes back to the Sweet 16. <laughs> There's double middle finger in everybody, and what are they saying to the world? You heard it here. We're back. We're back. I had that on my honorable mention list. That was, <laughs> that was a great time. I, I that was my senior well. year in college. Uh, I remember it well. Um, obviously, you know. 20- that was Flu Girl, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Girl. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great meme moment. And uh-huh. also just like a kind of a, a watershed moment in college basketball, I feel like, in 2015, because John Calipari had to be stopped. Like his hubris – was at such a at a high <laughs> level that it like it had to end, but then Coach K was like, meanwhile, like stealing his thunder, with, yeah. like under the radar of everybody else. And then obviously we had Wisconsin, who was a lot of fun. It was just it was a great moment in college basketball. Was, and uh, NC State thought at the time, hey, we're in this race, we're back. One of the greatest seasons in college basketball in recent yeah. history. Yeah. Great Final Four, great, great Final tournament. Four. Yeah. And uh, that was no, Indianapolis, right? Yeah, and yeah. and very few people remember NC State beating Villanova because of how good the Final Four was, and Kentucky losing to Wisconsin. And, yeah. yeah, I mean the the Final that's Four what, was really fun. good on one side of the bracket. In fact, I think they should have just ended it. You know what I mean? But then <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like this year. You know, it was like one side was obviously stronger, but then the other side won. Number two on my list is uh, we don't we can move past this one pretty quickly because we have spent a lot of time talking about this one. Uh, Amani Bates to Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Vernon coming on our show, yelling YouTube.com. YouTube.com. Jalen Duran. Uh, Titus. That was that is an all time great we're back moment for Memphis yeah. basketball. College basketball runs through Memphis. I think it's something that Chris Vernon said at one point on our show. But you have to respect like the Memphis mentality is basically like just to yell things that are obviously <laughs> not yell. true, but like you believe it and you're passionate about it, so you have to have like a little bit of respect. Like that's what the Grizzlies do as a team. You're they're like, We're the best team in the NBA. We're like, No, you're not, but I like that you think that. The so Memphis mentality is just to yell things that aren't true. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. YouTube.com. I don't need to explain that one. I think that one kind of explains itself. Monty Bates to Memphis, number two on my list of Dude. the we're back moments. That's a great we're back moment. And, and shout out to Penny Hardaway because he just keeps like figuring out ways to be, to be back. back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even though he's never been there, he's still somehow getting back. This is year one for Penny, I think. This, yeah. This is how he is going to spin it. This is his first year at Memphis. And yeah. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. I don't know. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. <laughs> My number one we're back moment um, goes back to a brand and a brand that has been very loyal to this school and has stuck by their side and tried to find them top recruits at at any price, at any cost, whatever it may be. 
and that of course is Adidas and uh, the street the three stripes three stripes team um, looked at their well of teams in 2021 and they said okay Kansas good we're, we're smooth smooth operation going on at Kansas mm-hmm. we're good we got that going mm-hmm. Louisville you're dead to me you don't get anything so what do we do now we go to a guy who used to be at Louisville when the operation was running and we say we're gonna get you a guy that we're gonna call a game changer. And uh, Kevin Keats sat there and said, well, I'm a winner. So I do like game changers. And in December of 2021, the number one player in North Carolina, and some people thought the number one player in his class, potentially, Robert Dillingham said, (laughs) I am going to go play for NC State. I am going to pave my new path. I am going to be a part of something different. I am going to save the Kevin Keats era. And NC State fans lauded, applauded, and said, yes, you heard it again. We are back. And not, what, four or five months later after being in the Donda system, Robert Dillingham is now a Kentucky Wildcat. Uh, very similar to, um, you know, Bam Adebayo. We've seen this happen in the past. There's, you know, John Wall was another guy that was in this group of guys that uh, apparently NC State almost had. But uh, yet again, the one that got away. And another weird back moment, the most recent in NC State history, Robert Dillingham. That's, that's great. Great synergy. Those are my top five. And it comes all the way full circle. That comes full circle. Yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's also hilarious that that uh, if, if you were a Kentucky fan arguing that Robert Dillingham was going to decommit from NC State and go to Kentucky. Always. Um, NC State fans may have said, he's an Adidas guy. Mm-hmm. He's Donda guy. Yeah, he's a Donda guy, therefore an Adidas guy. Mm-hmm. We're Adidas. You're not Adidas. You're Nike. Mm-hmm. Adidas guys can't go to a Nike school. Mm-hmm. And Kentucky fans would have said, oh, yeah, watch this. We're going to take him. Yeah. Now we have a situation with DJ Wagner where he's a Drake, a Nike guy. Mm-hmm. And Louisville fans are saying, that's okay. We could still swing it. And Kentucky fans are like, there's no there's no, there's no, no precedent. We've never seen yeah. this. But what do you mean you can get DJ Wagner? He's a Nike guy. There's no precedent, Tate, of mm-hmm. a five-star recruit who's in bed with a certain shoe company going to a school that's affiliated with a different shoe company, except for the one that committed to us three weeks ago. Except for the one that just <laughs> it just happened with. But the good news is that Kanye is now pointing out, as Jim probably knows, uh, Kanye is pointing out that the Adidas CEO is stealing his ideas, and he is putting out different merch that is Yeezy adjacent, but it's not Yeezy approved. Mm. And there's rumblings that Kanye wants to go to Nike. So this could be a long oh. con for Kanye that's a good Kanye yeah. to come in. <laughs> the long Kanye. The long Kanye to get Nike on his side. So I think that's what Kentucky so fans... So throw out all the logic. Kentucky fans are arguing about Lil Wayne's involvement with recruitment, Kanye's involvement with recruitment, and Drake's involvement with recruitment, which is exactly what John Calipari <laughs> mapped out in 2009. This is his dream. He's got the three hottest rappers in the game. <laughs> the, three hottest, the three hottest guys approaching 40. Kanye's yeah. way over 40, isn't he? He's, Kanye, he's like 40. Kanye's he's got to be like 45. 44, 45. Yeah, he's yeah. got to be 45. Yeah. Know, Drake's like... He's 45. He's 45? What's Drake? What Drake's got to be 30. 35. Wow. Drake's 35. Kim Kardashian's 41, and Pete Davidson's 28. Wow, Pete Davidson's a Whoa. year younger than me. I thought we were the same age. That's, Maybe he hasn't turned 29. I think Whoa. we're the same age. All right. Uh, number one on my list. Yeah, uh, it's it's pretty obvious what it was going to be. It's it's. I, I think this is the all time. I I really. I what I said earlier was like I I'm putting my get my list together uh, for personal bias. You know, like this was just like what I feel. It's not what yeah. I think is actually maybe the number one thing. This one I think is number one 
for regardless of how you feel. Whatever team you cheer for, you have to admit that no program in the history of college basketball has ever been back at a level that the Indiana Hoosiers were yes. when Christian Watford hit a shot to beat yes. Kentucky. We're still talking about it. It's 10 years. Still talk about. It's still, 10 years. It's, it's, That's how back they were. That like We still remember when I think. And, and Kentucky, they're so dumb they won't play them anymore. They, yeah. like, they just let it linger. Which makes it worse. Like, yeah. it, like Indiana fans, like, it, it makes the mystique of the shot grow larger. Yes. It's like we killed Kentucky. This is why I want. Kentucky won't... literally beat them in the NCAA tournament later that year. But it doesn't matter it doesn't because matter. Kentucky won't ever play in Bloomington again. Yeah. And in Indiana fans' minds, it's we're so back that they're scared of us. Yeah. They printed shirts that said "We're back." It is. It is the most "We're back" moment. Like it. Honestly, I know Sam Ellinger when can, when Texas won. Like the, was it the Cotton Bowl or whatever the Sugar <laughs> yeah, Bowl? Yeah, I he, think it was the Cotton Bowl. He literally yeah. goes, "We're back." Yeah. I still think that Watford shot is like more of a oof. And it was <laughs> moment built, for like thinking you're actually back. Then when I think was. like everyone watched it somehow for whatever reason, mm-hmm. like everyone was watching that game when it happened because we were all trying to see like if this John Calipari Kentucky team was all the hype. Can you work. Know what I mean? we're, yeah. yeah, we're just trying but to. But also there was like excitement around Indiana because uh, yeah. uh, uh, Zeller. Tom Crean. Yeah, Tom Crean yeah. had been there and Zeller. You know, it was the first time Tom Crean had actually, because he, he he inherited a shitty program and now he'd actually built it into something. Yeah. And Cody Zeller had, had committed to Indiana and Oladipo was there. And so like they had like a good team, quote unquote. Yeah. But we weren't sure. They, they were a year away, obviously. Yeah, they were a year away from being but the Kentucky team that they were was number to be. one. But it was a big deal because yeah. Tyler Zeller was at Carolina, and we all thought Cody was coming to Carolina yeah. too. And then all of a sudden, Crean goes, and it's like, oh, Cody's staying in Indiana. Indiana's back. Indiana's back on the map. And uh, I, I still think that this is the the healthiest version of Indiana basketball in quite some time. And you, I mean, I'm sure people out there would probably there's some people that are like, no, Old Depot in that era was the healthiest, but. I it's think the most right. stable right now. Yeah, that's like, what I mean. It feels like it feels real. There, it doesn't feel like a gimmick. It, it feels sustainable. How yes. whatever the ceiling is under Mike Woodson, mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll figure that out. We'll, yeah. a, this next season will teach us a lot. But um, it feels more sustainable that like if Indiana goes to the Sweet 16, say this next year, finishes like third in the Big Ten, whatever. That's a you know a pretty good season. They're not printing more back shirts, but they go to the Sweet 16. I don't think you as an Indiana fan then step back and say like, well, shit, now we're going to be 500 next year or whatever. I think there's, there should be reason for optimism. They're like, we could do that again next year. Probably. Yeah, we're, we're moving you in know? the right direction. Yeah. It feels like everyone's rowing the right way for yeah. one time. Um, but the Watford shot's number one. That's that's the all-time we're back moment. Yeah, if I made a real funniest. list, that's a number one list. Yeah. But NC State's too funny to me. My my honorable mentions include Romeo Langford, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> Indiana. Uh, that's a great. That's one. a great one. Yeah, that was a fun time. Uh, James Wiseman to Memphis. Yeah, that was that was um, up there. Kofi Coburn announcing he's coming back to Illinois last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katie, Katie gave us the scoop yeah. that he's coming back. And, uh, and boy, Illinois had a great season last year, as we know. Um, those two months. Speaking of Illinois, those two months where Illinois thought they were getting Eric Gordon and Derrick Rose both. Mm-hmm. That that little period where it was like, holy shit, we're 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 going to be we're unstoppable. So, yeah, yeah. This is this is the 2005 team, but better. Yeah, this is insane. And it was all kind of Eric Gordon. I feel like that it's his was, fault. Yeah, he started it, and then Derek was kind of. I mean, Derek was you know he was like whatever you know whatever Nike is saying yeah. or Adidas or whoever it was. Yeah. I mean, he's like whatever. Like I'm trying. Whoever to pays for my SAT. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Calipari's like <laughs> <laughs> waving. <laughs> Got to sign up, D Rose. <laughs> Uh, I put Michigan winning the 2020 battle for Atlantis by beating Gonzaga in North Ooh, Carolina. Mm-hmm. Juwan Howard's first year, like six games into the year, they go from unranked to rank fourth. 
And then they played Louisville the next game and got the, destroyed. Yeah. And then into the season 19 and 12 and Jeff Jackson Simpson saga happened. Mm. People forget about that. That that was our like, uh, that's when we realized that there was something up. You know, there's something we, fishy like, going on. Like, this isn't quite like what they're portraying this to be. Yeah. Yeah. There's, a, there's something going on. Something bubbling under the surface. Yeah. Your point guard driving your athletic director's car mm-hmm. hits a pole and then gives a fake name. Gives a fake and name. And then everyone's like, what are you talking about? It's not a big deal. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> And then we're the assholes for yeah, laughing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Texas winning the 2021 Mali Invitational. That's up there. Shaka was back. Texas was back. Hair was back. Hair was back. Yeah. Maui was back. Yeah. The Mali Invitational was back. I think if Shaka of- Smart was smart, he would do like a brand deal with like Keeps or like one of the like Rogaine. You know what I mean? Like because he brought his hair back and then yeah. like, it gives like a bunch of like the ball community is like, this guy is a freaking hero. You yeah. know what I mean? He's like a star. <laughs> That's what he should do. Bomani Jones too, like any of these guys that like went from bald back to hair, and then everyone's like, "Wait a second, what happened here?" You know who shouldn't do that is Joe Buck, who is posting pictures of his hair plug he's getting for. Is he no, really? I'm, I'm allowed to make fun of Joe Buck now because he turned his back on on us at Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he like posted pictures today. He's like getting ready for football season, and it was him getting hair plugs. Disgusting. Didn't no he almost see that. lose his voice from his hair plugs? Like <laughs> he had like some crazy yeah. reaction when he first got the surgery. His yeah. uh, vocal cords. It's were apparently like the, it's apparently like the most painful surgery. Like people are like, it, it's not like for a cakewalk. You know what I mean? To get hair plugs, like you're putting yourself in a compromised position. So the fact that he's like being like, ha ha, it's like whoa, it's wild. Yeah, Joe Buck. <laughs> Who would have thought? Maybe just wear a hat. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just do what Bill Self does. Get a rug. Get a toupee. Yeah. Get the get the Bill Self toupee, dude. What are you doing? I mean, look at uh, Bill. Bill Self was like wearing a toupee by water, unfazed, unfazed. You dude. know what I mean? Like you would never yeah. think that he has a toupee. In fact, yeah. I would argue he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't. I don't, I don't think know. he does. Maybe he doesn't. Or does he? <laughs> uh, the other two honorable mentions: Georgetown winning the 2021 Big East tournament, mm-hmm. and when UCLA beat Kentucky when Kentucky was number one with yeah, Alonzo Ball. Alonzo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kentucky, it was it was an Indiana Kentucky situation because they beat Kentucky and they're like we're back, and then Kentucky beat them in the NCAA tournament. But who cares about that? No one cares. We just remember that you won. You beat the number one team in the country, and it was great because UCLA really needed. And Lonzo had so many eyeballs on him that it was like okay, UCLA basketball is back. And even though it was premature, it kind of was the start of UCLA basketball actually being in a healthy situation. Same with yeah. Indiana. It was like Lonzo came. That wasn't quite right because the coach wasn't right. But it led to <laughs> I'll be goddamn the right Mick, coach. Mick Cronin is the right coach. <laughs> well, we saw Mick Cronin come in there with Cincinnati and beat the shit out of UCLA. That's so true. I think that that should have been the sign. That's for when you UCLA and I. was back. Yeah, they were like, they lost like the, that's our they, coach. That's our coach. Yeah, <laughs> Mick Cronin was stopping and storming on the sideline. I want to. Uh, <laughs> I want people to write in for that one too. I, I need to hear the other moments because mm-hmm. this was something like I didn't really Google or research or anything. I just kind of I, I wrote down off the top of my head. I was like, I wonder if I can come up with five, and then I wrote down all of those, and I was like, yeah, that's plenty. that's, yeah. that's plenty. So I'm curious ones I forgot and you forgot, and I'm sure there's plenty I, that I, we yeah. forgot. But it's also like every team knows like a moment in their own lineage where they were like, oh, we're back. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Which is we would never know because we're not that close to it. Right. So let right. us know. Uh, do we have any good emails worth reading? Yeah, we got a couple good ones. All right. All right. This one comes from someone who is a fighting Illini. A player on the basketball team here was very, very highly thought of. So naturally, people would always want to buy him drinks at Cam's. I'm guessing Cam's is a bar. Mm-hmm. 
However, we're not sure that he understood the concept because whenever someone would ask to get him a drink, he would yell at the bartender, hey, this guy's getting two drinks, put them on my tab. <laughs> Seems like a nice guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah that, that makes him likable, right? Yeah, that's what I, I, I think, think I know that, who that that's is. That's how I take that. I think I know who that is. I wonder who that would be. It feels like an uh, IO move, doesn't it? Yeah, it does Kofi, feel very nice. Right? Wouldn't it be Kofi? No. <laughs> could be Kofi. That's what I think. You think it's Kofi? I don't know. There's got to be... I, I, it feels like an I would assume a move. He feels like he... Uh, Trent Frazier. Trent Frazier would be a good one. Yeah. That's what I see. Yeah. A plumber or a you know, the, you know what I love about this segment we do? is The stories we get is we just create our own reality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. You tell me the story, like, I put in who I want yeah, that story yeah. to be about, and then I implant that in my mind. Like, and then in like five years, I'm going to be telling yeah. stories on a podcast. I'd be like, dude, remember when Trip Frazier did this? Story about Trip Frazier. He bought drinks for people. Like, they wouldn't let, he wouldn't let anybody buy a drink for him. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, and then when you see Trent Frazier out, and you're like, hey, can I buy you a drink? <laughs> yeah, like, a wink? And you're like, Watch this, <laughs> idiot! And then like idiot. he just orders the most expensive like bottle of wine. You're like, oh shit! <laughs> it's like wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's another one. Hey boys, some dirty laundry for you from one of your favorite schools. I took one of my school's basketball players to our sorority formal. Mm-hmm. Here's a list of grievances against him from that night. He said he would pick up our milk and cookies, sorority girl code for alcohol, and meet me at the pregame. Oh, my God. But he never showed up, so I left for the event alone and sober. He finally arrived at the event 30 minutes late and completely smashed because (laughs) while I was at the pregame alone, it turned out he had been in the parking lot having all our milk and cookies for himself. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Santa Claus. (laughs) Cookie monster. <laughs> he could barely stand when he showed up and immediately sat in someone else's puke. Oh. Then he wrote on me with a Sharpie because he missed the paper when he was trying to sign in. I sat sober through dinner, during which he insulted my parents, my hometown, <laughs> the old Big East, the old man. my hometown again in a second and unrelated way, and ate food off my plate when I was in the restroom. <laughs> he finally bought me one milk and cookies after dinner. And I asked him to hold it for like 20 seconds while I talked to someone. But when I turned around, he was chugging it and handed it back to me empty. So I went back to the bar to buy my own milk and cookies. But they had just had last call, so I couldn't get any new milk and cookies. It was mandatory for everyone in their date to take the party. (laughs) It was mandatory for everyone and their date to take the party buses back to campus. Uh. Otherwise, you have to pay a fine. (laughs) So naturally, the rest of the basketball team showed Uh. up and picked him up and he didn't come on the bus with us. As he ran out of the venue, he kissed me and called me his sister's name, which is not my name. He texted me the next morning and said he had a great time. <laughs> what? <laughs> so this was this was uh when you said favorite is that sarcasm? So she had it in bold. So because I couldn't tell if this was like actually Carolina, Ohio State. Dude, no, I this think was this like is like Duke. Duke. I think or, this is like Duke yeah. or Michigan. Yeah, that's a, that's my vibe. This is very Duke or Michigan behavior. Yeah. Because as, as you started, I was like, this is pretty cool. Like I'm trying to figure out which Buckeye this is. And yeah. Then, you kept going, and I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, best case scenario, this is Paolo Bancaro. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Savarino. <laughs> P. 
P.S. Brady Manic loves milk and cookies. Oh, no, I'm kidding. Oh, that would break my heart, but also be hilarious. I mean, I apologize. I apologize for her to her. Like we're not laughing. Like we're laughing at how ridiculous this is. We're not laughing at you. Like it's funny that he did this to you. You know what I mean? It could be interpreted that way, but like. This is the most. But the way she lays thing. it out is great. With the yeah. cookies, she did that. Almost. I think I mean, also I will say this Made is me laugh. this is not this is not victim blaming, but also the fact that I'm saying it's not victim blaming. Mm-hmm. I should probably just stop right here. <laughs> Canceled. Um, <laughs> this is par for the course behavior from a basketball player. At a, like, at at a, at a, a big sorority. Yeah, at a yeah, sorority yeah. thing. Like I mean, you, this you is everybody. To, know, yeah. yeah. Especially if he's They're a freshman. Most, uh, yeah, do not trust these people mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Just remember, she did say any, old Big East. In fact, if you're inviting a basketball player to a, a any sort of party, any sort of get, like if if you're 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 having a social experience with a basketball player for mm-hmm. the first time, look up how many points he averages, and if it's more than like five, that's a stay away. It's a red flag. It, it, like, it, be cautious. It, exactly, and it's like this could only get worse and he's going to do whatever he wants. And yeah. honestly, like the players that are older, especially if he's a freshman, the players that are older than him have told him things like to do. And he's probably really nervous. It was part of the recruiting trip. Yeah, exactly. It was like, dude, yeah. you come here, you just, I'll tell you what you do. You just show up and that you get anything you, you want. Yeah. You, you get, just go yeah. there, hammer, do whatever yeah. you want. Yeah. Like who wants to sex Matumbo? That yeah. was, that was the kid in Matumbo when he walked into <laughs> sorority houses. I mean, look at Rick. Fox. You know that story, right? Mm-hmm. Joe? Yeah. Yeah, Rick Fox. Yeah, I look mean, at legend. look at Jesus Shuttlesworth when he was yeah led by Rick Fox. Yeah. <laughs> Rick, Rick Fox is like, I'll show you guys how it's done. <laughs> that wasn't even for the movie. They were just like, no, they were like, this is Chapel Hill, North Carolina. This is how things go. Big state. <laughs> Chasey Lane. That's a, that was a good story. That was a great email though. Thank mm-hmm. you for that email. Yeah. That was a good. One. We, that, that's we, the kind of caliber. Did she give her name? Did she like not her full name? I figured it up. No, that's like the kind of caliber. Name. She said not to give her name oh, because he's a friend of the program. Oh, oh wow. she believes. That's, oh, that's great. wow, that makes it even worse or even mm. better, honestly. That's fantastic. He's listening right now. He's like, yeah. "Damn, I really was on one." <laughs> I'm trying. To- <laughs> it's like she remembered that. Thought I had a great. He writes night. back in. He's like, he no, just no, no, looks no. down. He's eating milk and cookies. He's like, "Do I have a problem?" Oh my god. <laughs> he, he writes in with his perspective. He writes in with his perspective. He's like, "These women <laughs> wanted me to spend my my per diem. I get yeah. no money." <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, "I thought it was all be taken care of. I had to go pick up alcohol. Yeah, I had to go pick up alcohol for everyone it's else. My yeah, it's my alcohol. <laughs> I'm gonna drink it." Waiting around for her. This chick was super clingy. She's been trying to get me forever. So I, I, my way of telling her I wasn't interested is I called her by the wrong name. Thought that that was a nice way of handling it. She took it. You got to see both sides. Yeah, we need him to email us. It's funny. It kind of reminds me of one of my friends got arrested in, when we were in Australia, like studying abroad. He got like a drunk driving or something. I think he like flipped his car and then just like waited for the police to show up when he was doing donuts on like a field <laughs> or something. But um, anyway. <laughs> But he goes to the court and he's watching the trial before him, like he's sitting in the courtroom watching the case before him. Mm-hmm. And first he said one hilarious thing is that they still wear the wigs, like the George Washington wig. The lawyer they, and they the wear judges the wear that. Yes. So he said that was hilarious. He's already in there. <laughs> but the person before him had been busted for weed and his lawyer Never would call it weed or marijuana. He only referred to it as vegetable matter. 
He's like, and so when this supposed vegetable matter was found in the <laughs> in the glove box, and this vegetable matter, that's all he called it. He said it was like the craziest thing, but it reminds me of the milk and cookies. That's so genius. They that's said like the guy got off. To, yeah, to get the jury to like, <laughs> yeah, like, in their head, they're like, vegetables. vegetables. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ, you're just <laughs> yeah. milk and cookies. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's like, <laughs> it honestly does get to you. And the more she said milk and cookies, and he was holding my milk and cookies, <laughs> yeah, the more yeah. ridiculous it became. So but then funny. it started to become sexual to me. Where he's like, I wanted his milk and cookies, and he was get you know he wasn't gonna bring me the milk and cookies. I'm like, wait, what the hell's going on here? (laughs) That was was a great email though. That's the caliber that we that we need. That's a good example. That's a good good example. uh, What we're looking for. So is Mm -hmm. that it? That's a good one to end on. Yeah, that's a good one to end on. I mean, Uh, any shout outs? Yeah, I have one shout out. I want to shout out uh, Greg Barnes of uh, Inside Carolina. My old boss. uh, He is leaving the UNC beat. And uh, whoa, that's big news in the Tar Heel world, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, huge news. Uh, This is a man that works for a you know a site that is called Inside Carolina. So obviously, it has some bias to it. But I worked for him, and he was like. This is no fanboy time. This is no time to be a fan. This is a time to be a reporter. And for like three years, I actually did work. He that taught way. you how to be a big J. He taught me how to be a big J and wow. how to like, uh, you know, report the facts and uh, not be a fanboy. And, and then I left speculate. him, and Bill Simmons like, I got an idea. <laughs> Why don't you lead into it? Um, but no, he's like one of the best, and uh, did a great job. And uh, you know, it's like you know, you have mentors in this life, and uh, I consider him one. So shout out to Greg. Yeah, that's great, man. Yeah. That's it. Greg Barnes, you've talked to me off air about him a lot. So like that when you said his name, I knew exactly what you were talking about. And he did and our live like, show back in 2019. Right. Remember, yeah. he told us that Cole Anthony and that team was That's terrible. Right. And you and I were like, they That's can't right. be that bad. And then Ohio State beat him by 25. That's right. Yeah. That's why I knew. I, yeah. <laughs> I, he had I, an instant credibility with you. Yeah, he did. You said it there. I was like, Greg Barnes, like that guy knows the shit. And I'm not a guy that's subscribing to Inside Carolina. He said, I'm not I really think the exactly quote was on Inside Carolina. The least lot, talented Carolina team that Roy's ever he did. had. Yeah, he and did say you that. and I were both like bug eyed. We're like, wait a well, second. Well, it freaked me out because I was like being, I was, I was so cocksure about Carol or about Ohio State just as like a bit, you know. It's like yeah. I'm going to Chapel. I know I was stepping into enemy territory, yeah. so I was like, "We're gonna kick your guys' yeah. ass." And yeah. I'm just playing a character. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, "I have no idea what that's gonna happen." Like, <laughs> this is this is terrifying. Um, and then he comes out, and he says that, and I was like, "Oh, now I'm really scared because yeah, like that." Greg's like, like fact, really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Greg's like getting excited. He's like, "No, you should be confident." And I'm like, "What? I should be con- like what?" Really threw me, <laughs> really threw me off. Um, yeah, that's a good shout out. Yeah, um, that's that's my one shout. I have out, one yeah. shout out. I, yeah. I I wrote two down. One was for the city of Baltimore because I was going to bring up the Will Barton. Situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We already touched on that. Shout out to uh, Baltimore. A lot of great players from Baltimore. Yes, yeah. uh, you know Muggsy Bogues. Dunbar High School is a great high school. Baltimore. What does Baltimore need to do to get uh, the wire to supersede the wire to where when you hear Baltimore, mm. you don't think about the wire anymore. Mm. Like you'll still think about it, but you won't be the immediate thing. Like if someone says I'm from Baltimore, you're not like, oh, cool, man, the wire. I love. They that need show. Jason Bateman to go there and make a show in Baltimore. Like Jason Bateman does Ozarks, but in Baltimore, in Baltimore. but it's kind of lighter. You know what I yeah. mean? It's more like he runs like a real estate firm, and it's like more fun and yeah. you know, lighthearted. They just need like a lighthearted show, like Scranton got with all the Office. No. Nothing's going to top the wire. I mean, Lamar Jackson. The only other thing you could say is like, oh, you're from Baltimore. Congratulations on still being alive. But besides that, (laughs) murder capital of of America. Yeah, no, it is. Not wrong. There you go. Yeah, Yeah, that could be something. Body more. Um, (laughs) All right, Jim. Jim with the facts. Hey. All our Baltimore with the lighthearted uh, Jason Bateman, but the sitcom. Orioles though, I like the Orioles. But I was going to say like Lamar Jackson. I don't think that's enough. You know, like Jamar Lamar Jackson's been. 
Yeah. You know, he's like made the Ravens relevant, but like that doesn't. Dude, and Ray Lewis is not a great example. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah. Ed Reed, Ed Reed's so, good. Superseding the uh, the murder part of it. Um, Lamar yeah, like, has the thing going on too right now where he's like his own agent and it seems, you know, and he's in a contract year and everyone's saying he's supposed to get all this money, but he doesn't have an agency. So he's like representing you know, himself. There, there seems to be like something going on with the Lamar situation, which is scary. But I like the nickname Lamarvelous. I realized that the other day. Ooh, yeah. Lamarvelous. That's a good, good nickname, yeah. right? Yeah. I blame the UMBC guy too, by the yeah. way. He I think ruined he, Baltimore. He ruined Baltimore. I think I Baltimore is a great city. And then the, the guy that runs the UMBC Twitter account mm -hmm. turned it into the murder capital yeah. of the world. I think the city's like, okay, the county not. Was so Baltimore much. the serial killer? Uh, no, that's no, like no, the, that's Cleveland. The, the no, serial no, killer. No, the, <laughs> the serial podcast. Wasn't that Baltimore? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sarah yeah. Koenig. Also, <laughs> by the way, it's not the murder capital of the U.S. anymore. New Orleans, oh. my town. <laughs> <laughs> my guy. Yeah, I mean, New Orleans is about to be underwater. In like, yeah. Yeah. Remember they told us that? That was like the most shocking thing I've ever been told with a straight face while guys like laughing about it. He's like, yeah, honestly, come back here in 10, 15 years. We're all going to be underwater. He's like cackling. I was like, don't you live here? Like, this is crazy. Atlanta's uh, 2.0. Um, SpongeBob. When Baltimore yeah. reclaims their title, I'll put them on the war back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Baltimore. St. Louis is up there apparently. As Baltimore well. needs like, so, like you said, they need another show. They got. I mean, the Wire is great. Like that, if you if you got to be for something, that's show. a great thing to be. We own the for, night but, just yeah. came out. It's the Wire. Yeah, you know, sister show or whatever the hell. They no, call really. It. But it's yeah. just you it's know a lot of the same. You'd actors. like you. I, I feel like if I was from Baltimore, I'd be like, yeah, I I would just lead with that. I get out ahead of it. I'd be like, I'm from Baltimore. Yes, I've seen the Wire. You know, like I just kind of say it all in one breath. I'd be like, don't talk to me about the wire no i don't know marlo yeah yeah baltimore needs to put the meme out i want you to put the word out that we're back up. like as a city like from their account yeah, yeah. like that's what they need to do and there was like, like, like no i'm gonna think harder they're about the wire but then it backfires because all i do is think about the wire even harder yeah. um the one shout out i had uh and i swear we're gonna wrap this thing up uh is jason benetti is officially at Fox yeah. now, Tate. Love Jason Benetti. Jason Benetti is a Fox Sports um, uh, colleague of ours. And I cannot be... Jason Benetti... We should have him on the show. Dude. Tell some stories. We always, like... We see Benetti in the wild in real life. And he always is, like, cracking jokes on us and, like, having there, a great time. But we need him on the show. Part of this business is um, there are a lot of people you pretend to like publicly. Like, when you do shows and you give shout-outs like this. Mm -hmm. And you're just kind of like, oh, I love him. I love mm -hmm. running into him and, you know, grabbing dinner with him, whatever. Almost every single person I say that about, I'm lying about, and I hate mm. them all. Like mm. we, we you, you know, I that's it. <laughs> and Everyone, they know who everyone's they are. Listening to their shout outs. Yeah, I want to say they know who they are. Jason Benetti is one of the few that is not in that camp. That like I genuinely, as you said, when when you see Benetti, when you hear from Benetti or whatever, I get so excited. He him and, and he's great at his job. He's not just a great dude. Like he's him on the call of a basketball game makes the, makes the game better. Um, in, a, in an era where college basketball announcers uh, are are much maligned and everybody seems to hate everybody <laughs> and how they and how they call the games and all that kind of stuff, Jason Benetti knocks it out of the park, and I'm so excited that he's going to be calling games for Fox. And maybe he'll call a game with us. Maybe he'll come to the St. John's game. Yeah. Are we we never we never got word that we're doing another one. We got we're going to do it. We have to be doing another game. I mean, at the end of the day, like. I know all the St. John's fans out there want us back on the call, so uh, we don't need Get, another repeat of Kentucky Sports Radio where we're one. We're and done. one and done. We yeah, don't we want, don't want that. that. We're, we're we keep looking at it, we're like we're not one and done. We're, not we, one we're and four done year too. guys. We're four year guys. <laughs> I'm trying to do four years we're committed of St. John's to the program, and I want it to be St. John's too. Yeah. I think that's the as much as I hate New York and going to New York City. 
I, I I'm a traditionalist, and I want that to be our thing. It's like we're. How about we make it so every year we go to the to our St. John's game in November, we say St. John's is back. Yes. So then we make and then we yes. make our we're back top five. Yes. And it's all of us with St. John's being back, and we stay further away from the arena each time. Each yeah, time, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Jersey. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we're in Newark next. We time. Uh, we also figure out a way for one of us to get an AP vote, mm. and and part of the bit too is we vote. St. John's number twenty five. Every into single that game. preseason. Yeah, yeah. Every, every year, every yeah. preseason. Yeah, going into that week. Yeah. So, they, so they're, at least they're receiving votes. Yes. And then Other others receiving, receiving votes. St. John's. Yeah. Back. And then we, but my idea was we have Benetti join us. Um, and then I was thinking, like Benetti would love this bit, but also I don't want to waste him because he's actually awesome. But it'd be hilarious if like he's in New York too, and we have him. Um, at the table, but we forgot to bring a third mic. <laughs> yeah, he's just there. He's just kind of he sitting has to there. lean over he to our mics, in, yeah. <laughs> or we just hear him in the echo in the background. <laughs> and we have the guy who's like the best play-by-play guy mm-hmm. in all of college basketball, who's like not saying anything. Yeah, we're doing the play-by-play. We're wasting his time. No, there's people that are watching. They're like, I wish I could get an update on what's happening <laughs> yeah. in the game. We're like talking to Benetti. We're like Benetti. So like, calling Cubs games. What's that like? <laughs> what's Wrigley like? <laughs> He's a White Sox guy, which I don't hold against them. But oh, that's right, that's right. He's the White Sox, he's, he's the White Sox guy, guy, which I actually, I actually have more respect for him now that you say that. That's no, Michael Jordan's no. team. <laughs> Stop it! Stop <laughs> it! All right, that's the show. Jim, you got a shout out too? No. For you? all right, uh, shout out that email by the way. That was a great, great email. Mm-hmm. Titus and Tate at gmail.com send them mm-hmm. in we'll read dirty laundry send us what else did I say? I want stories about your high school basketball coach or junior high or whatever that. Yeah. And, the weird, and your weird back of your college. You know what I mean? Like your yeah, team. The weird back yeah. of your college and the stories of the dumbest motivational tactics because um, mm-hmm. those crack me up. And, yeah. and and hearing Tate talk about Jimmy V cutting down the nets <laughs> is preposterous. But it worked. So twice. Joke's on us, I guess. Three times, really. Three yeah. times the charm. He was like, I'll do it twice and the third time will be the real time. And he was right. Jimmy V, honestly, Shout out to Jimmy that v. helps the legacy of Jimmy V for me, you know? There you go. State is back. Uh, have a great weekend. Congratulations to all the programs that are back, most notably <laughs> Kentucky. We'll see you guys on the other side. Perfect.